Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. City FC is on the air. Headed in. It's a second corner kick goal for Louisville City, and they take the lead through Elijah Winder. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Oh, what a beauty! Dylan Maris. Top class stuff to give Louisville a one to nothing lead. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. We interrupt your college football Saturday to bring you one of the best games in American professional soccer this weekend. One of these two teams have represented the Eastern Conference in the United Soccer League title game for six consecutive seasons. They've met in the Eastern Conference Finals for three straight seasons. It's Louisville City FC against the Tampa Bay Rowdies from St. Petersburg, Florida. The first meeting of these two rivals this year and the first of two meetings to come in Louisville City's final seven games of the season heading towards the playoffs. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside Zach Cantrell, (laughs) our producer this evening. These two teams haven't met since last year's Eastern Conference Final. That was back last fall. A thriller that saw Louisville City's Elijah Winder score in extra time to give the boys in purple a one to nothing victory and the Eastern Conference title. And this one will have a very similar playoff feel, I think, Casey. The top four teams in the Eastern Conference get to host a playoff game at their home stadium. And Louisville City working really hard right now to make sure that they are in that top four. They currently sit fourth and are looking to climb. And tonight's game, as well as that season finale, also against Tampa Bay, that one at home, present two huge opportunities to take points off of the Rowdies. One of three teams currently sitting above Louisville City. They are in second place in the Eastern Conference. So a huge opportunity tonight, Casey Whitfield, for Louisville City to get some points, try and move up those standings, and move higher towards the top of the Eastern Conference. 100%. And a a great opportunity for them to potentially get into a position where they can clinch the playoffs before the season is over. Tampa has already clinched their spot, but it's an opportunity for them to get those points, climb up, and also get a home game for playoffs. I mean, yes, I think currently we will have one, but from that point forward, I don't think we would have any more unless some some things happen. But it'd be a good opportunity to get the points, 
clinch the playoffs and play at home because we all want to watch them play at Lynn Family Stadium. To your point, you never know what could happen, right? I mean, they're right now sitting in fourth place, six points back of Charleston for third, just one point clear of Memphis for that home playoff game. If Louisville City were to win that home playoff game in advance, you never know who other what other teams may win or lose, so they may have an opportunity to host more, but you know they can guarantee themselves more home playoff games if they move up the standings. Louisville City playing well right now. Back-to-back wins. We all remember the thriller, the late, late winner a couple of weeks ago against Oakland at home, scored by Oscar Jimenez. Last week, a hugely entertaining game on the road. It finished 3-2 against Colorado Springs. Louisville City coming out on top. Two goals from corner kicks, both assisted by Carlos Mogel Jr. And then Martin Powell's coming off the bench to score late on to make it 3-1 before a late penalty kick gave Colorado Springs a second goal. Um, Tampa Bay on the other side of things, they're coming off of a brutal loss in their last game. They played in the midweek against Memphis 901, the team that currently sits fifth place in the Eastern Conference. They had a 2-1 to lead late on in the game. Memphis tied it up in the 88th minute and then scored again to win it by a final score of 3-2 to late on in stoppage time. So these two teams coming off of the same score in their last games, but Louisville City and Tampa Bay on opposite ends of that score last time out for each. Well, yeah, I'm thinking about Lou City first. Like, they've had back-to-back multiple goal games, which is outstanding for them, especially when their offense was struggling so much. So I think that's the big positive that they're going to have coming into this match. The momentum has been in their favor. They've been playing well. But then for Tampa, having that midweek game is so, so challenging. So that does play into Lou City's favor. But on the flip side, they are looking to maybe get some revenge, looking to see if they can bounce back from a horrible defeat and put some goals away on Lou City in what is, I would consider, a rivalry game for these two teams to be able to get a win after having such a poor result midweek would really set themselves up for the rest of the the season. So it's kind of a catch-22. They're going to be a little more tired maybe, but also trying to seek some revenge. I think it definitely is a rivalry game. It's not one that's built because the two teams are close to each other or the fan bases see each other often. It's just built because these are the two best teams in the league, the two best teams in the conference for certain over the last several years, and they have seen each other in some high-stakes games. Again, three consecutive Eastern Conference Finals featuring these two teams and six consecutive USL Championship title games featuring one of these two teams. They are very very successful. We're getting ready for kickoff. It is set for a few minutes past the bottom of the hour. That's 7.30 down at Al Lang Stadium in St. Petersburg, Florida. Current conditions there, warm and I would just say simply nice. 83 degrees, high humidity though at 78%, but a low chance of precipitation. So for Florida, it's probably pretty good conditions for this game. We will continue to get you set for it. We'll hear from Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, on the other side of the break. This is Louisville City Soccer as they travel to take on the Tampa Bay Rowdies. You're listening to it on ESPN 680 and 1057. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This season, when Louisville City wins, you also win. That's because Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to offer you a free small Frosty. If the boys in purple are victorious, no purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day after a win. So if they take one tonight over Tampa Bay, you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location tomorrow 
to redeem. Lou City at Tampa Bay. We've mentioned the stakes that these teams have faced one another in over the last three seasons in the playoffs. This one, one of the final seven games of the year for Louisville City, and it's going to have a playoff intensity, we expect. At least that's what Louisville City's head coach, Danny Cruz, expects. Here's what he had to say earlier this week. There are some players in the league that are experiencing new feelings this time of year, ones that they haven't had, new pressures. Uh, You know, our group has been there, you know, and they've felt those things numerous times over their careers, especially here uh, and so it is important for preparations it's important to to keep guys calm and um, you know and and focused I think is the big thing not worried about uh, outside noise not worried about anything other than our job the job that we have to do uh, and as I said before the um, uh, the commitment that we have to, to executing it at a high level Danny Cruz talking there about the collective experience of this Louisville City team. There's a lot of experience on the side of Tampa Bay as well. They've had some turnover. They've lost some big names, namely uh, their big star from last season, Leo Fernandez, who was a USL MVP finalist. He went down, you may remember, in the preseason with an Achilles injury that kept him out for the entire year. So obviously he's not going to be available tonight for Tampa Bay. He's one of the big names that have changed, but there's still a core of players that have been around, been there and done that for Tampa Bay. We know that's the case with Louisville City. Casey, these are two teams that are very experienced, know each other very well, and that's not something you can often say in the USL, right? There's so many teams that are turnover so high year to year where really not many guys return. These two teams have cores that have come back year over year over year, and that winning culture that they've both been able to develop has been on display the last several years, and that's part of why tonight's game is so intriguing. Well, and I, I think you said it, like that's the reason why these teams have been able to be so successful for so long is because they don't have to restart each other. They don't have to start over. They don't have to build, put all the pieces together. They have such a strong core and such good leadership that they're able to bring in new players and it just kind of keeps the energy that they already have going forward, whereas other teams have to build and constantly change. And I think that's also what makes this competition so fun is because – they have experienced players. We have experienced players. Normally our experienced players are playing against younger players and we just kind of outsmart them. But this game not only is good from a physical standpoint to watch, but tactically this game is always really strong because it's two very smart, experienced teams. We've talked a lot this year about Louisville City's goal-scoring woes. They've kind of righted the ship the last couple of weeks, namely with three goals last week against the Colorado Springs switchbacks. But Tampa Bay, they've been a high-scoring team all season. Multiple players with double-figure goal total this year, and that includes a new face, Cal Jennings, who came over from the Las Vegas Lights last year, a player with some MLS experience with LAFC. He scored 12 goals this year in his first year for Tampa Bay. Forrest Lasso, another name that is familiar to Louisville City fans from several years of seeing him play across the USL. He's been with Tampa Bay before. He returns to Tampa Bay. He is a defender, but a, fi- a big physical defender. 6'5", 205, scored 16 goals as a defender in his career one of the other newcomers to this team for Tampa Bay. Uh, Casey, what are you expecting to see from Louisville City? We talked about the momentum they've had coming into the, you know, the huge win against Oakland last week's great win on the road against Colorado Springs. Certainly they've got to be feeling good about themselves coming into tonight's game, I would think, given the, performance that the performances that they've had on the road. And again, to remind everyone, this is a brutal month for Louisville City. Five of six on the road this month for the boys in purple. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they had to be feeling good having back-to-back 
wins with multiple goals being able to be scored. I think they've got to be feeling confident. Danny Cruz talked about how they've been in this sort of situation, had this sort of experience. But I will disagree with them ever so slightly because typically in this part of the season, Louisville City is a little higher up the table. Normally we're battling between the one and two, usually not sitting down in fourth place with potentially teetering between dropping below that and so I think it is a little bit of a a new kind of feeling for the players and one where they're having to fight a little bit harder to earn that home playoff spot to earn what they want at the end of the season I mean they have had that in previous years but it hasn't felt like it's been like that recently so I feel like they have a little bit more energy tenacity towards them as they're trying like about them as they are trying to win these games trying to get the points trying to climb up the tables and so I'm expecting to see a team that comes out with a lot of energy is looking to just run at Tampa really impose their style and doing whatever it takes to come away with that win we're counting down to kick off it's set for just a couple of minutes Past 7.30. When we come back, Casey will bring you her keys to the game. Loose City at Tampa Bay, one of the best rivalries in the USL. It's here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Welcome back. Just a couple of minutes away from bringing you the starting lineups and kickoff for tonight's game. It's Louisville City at the Tampa Bay Rowdies down in St. Pete. Casey Whitfield is here with her keys for tonight's game. So tonight, Lou City has to have dynamic movement offensively. Our movement offensively has gotten better and better each game, but we have to continue to have this movement so we can create high-chance scoring opportunities. The movement up top is going to make it difficult for Tampa to be able to track the runners and hold their strong defensive shape. Next, we have to be strong defensively. We know this is going to be a tough game and an absolute battle on the field, so we have to make sure we are strong defensively. We have to be strong in our tackles, strong in our shape, strong in the air, strong in our communication. All of that put together is going to make it really difficult for Tampa to break us down. And then finally, set the pace. We have to come out there and set the pace and the tone of the game. This will allow us to take control of the game and dictate the style and speed of the game. If we're able to set the pace of the game and force our style on them, we'll put ourselves in the driver's seat to win the game. Starting lineups and kickoff for next. Blue City at Tampa Bay on ESPN 680 and 1057. Tonight's starting lineups brought to you by Breeze Airways. We will begin with Louisville City FC. Wes Sharpie inserted back into the lineup after a one-game excused absence. He is along the back line that starts in front of the goalkeeper Oliver Zimla. The rookie out of Germany leads the league in shutouts. The back uh, the defenders in front of him, Kyle Adams, Wes Sharpie, and Sean Tosh, along with Manny Perez. We will perhaps see I- uh, Adams as a left back. Maybe it'll be a back five. We'll see exactly how Louisville City lines up. In the midfield, Paolo Del Piccolo, Carlos Mogel Jr., fresh off of a player of the week nomination last week with two assists against Colorado Springs and Elijah Winder who scored on one of those two Mogel assists he starts in the midfield for a 20 uh, a 14th time this season a 23rd appearance for him in league play and then the front three for Louisville City from left to right it's going to be Jorge Gonzalez Wilson Harris and Ray Serrano for head coach Danny Cruz Louisville City with a record of 12 8 and 7 that's good for 43 points fourth place in the Eastern Conference on the other side for the Tampa Bay Rowdies Connor Sparrow is 
their goalkeeper, a 29-year-old native of St. Louis in his eighth year as a professional. The defenders in front of him, Freddie Kleeman, Aaron Guillen, a Defender of the Year finalist a year ago, Forrest Lasso, and Connor Antley. In the midfield, it is Jordan Doherty, an Irishman who returns to the Tampa Bay camp after a year abroad. Jan Ekra, Lewis Hilton, and Charlie Dennis rounding out the midfield. And then a pair of attacking options. We mentioned Cal Jennings, 12 goals for him this season. He has scored in four consecutive games. The other option, less experienced, Joshua Perez, a 25-year-old out of Los Angeles. In his sixth year as a pro, he's played just four games this season for the Rowdies, including a pair of starts, but both of those starts have come recently. He signed after playing for Miami FC last year and has not scored. He scored six goals in his career in the United States. He starts alongside Jennings up top for their head coach Nikki Law, who signed on to be the head coach in July following the departure of Neil Collins, who left for a coaching job in England mid-season. Collins had been around about five years. Nikki Law, you may remember, was a player for this Tampa Bay team last season, so he returns after leaving for Huntsville City of MLS Next Pro. He comes back to be the head coach of this club. Tampa Bay 15-7-5. That's good for 50 points, and they are in second place in the USL's Eastern Conference trailing only the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Elegio Aragin is the referee tonight for this game. The man in the middle wearing light blue will be in control. Two teams are out on the field. We are nearly ready for kickoff. It'll be Louisville City moving from left to right in the first half. They are wearing all white on the road with black letters and numerals, the purple Louisville City crest over their hearts. And then Tampa Bay, the Rowdies moving from right to left in the first half, wearing their traditional green and gold hooped uniforms, hooped shirts with green and gold stripes alternating up and down, green shorts and green socks for the Rowdies. Al Lang Stadium, the site of tonight's game, a converted baseball stadium, used to be the AAA home of the New York Yankees for a long time. So there is a horse or a, a bend of stands to the right end of the field, the way we are broadcasting you the game, which is where most of the fans are seated. There is a stand on the far side of the field where a couple of thousand fans are. A good crowd on hand, and we are underway. Five seconds into the game, it's Louisville City with the possession from the opening kick. And from the back line, Kyle Adams sends a long ball down the far sideline, headed by Jorge Gonzalez to Wilson Harris. And Lou City with a bright attack early on. Harris holding the ball up just outside of the box on the far side, the left. Now faces forward, tries to dribble in against Doherty of Tampa Bay. Doherty with a challenge on the inline, and it goes behind. And a Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City, literally 30 seconds into the game. Good work there by Wilson Harris. Excellent work from Harris there. He kind of tripped under his own feet as he's trying to take on Lasso there in the corner, and he does the most of it and gets around and is able to tap it off of the defender to earn the corner kick. It's a really, really great play and a great opportunity for Lou City to get a look on target this early on in the match. Saw Louisville City score twice from corners last week, and this man took both of those corners. Carlos Mogel Jr. standing over this when he has Del Piccolo as a short option. He raises his arm into the air and approaches the ball. Now he's just going to reset it. Again, two goals from corners last week. Jorge Gonzalez scoring the opening goal for Louisville City, and then Elijah Winder scoring in the second half from the same side of the field in a corner on a corner kick last week. 
Fi-Fi corner for Lou City, 1-16 in the game. Here it comes, in toward the six-yard box. It's headed down and saved by the goalkeeper off the line. Then the second effort is sent behind by Louisville City, wide of the post, and it will be a goal kick to Tampa Bay. But how about that? A similar delivery to what we saw last week from Ogell, and Louisville City able to turn it on target again, and a terrific save, reaction save from Connor Sparrow, the Tampa Bay goalkeeper, to keep this at zeros. Mogell has just been so good on those set pieces, and it looked like it was Kyle Adams making kind of a, a near post run and just flicked it on ever so slightly. The ball fell in the six-yard box there for a second. It was just rolling around. And excuse me, actually, it was Wes Sharpie that got the header, and then Kyle Adams was trying to get the shot off there for the rebound. But what a look there to start off. Two minutes into the game, Louisville City wins the ball back from the corner. Mogel sends the ball long down the far sideline. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw in their defensive half on the far side, the Tampa Bay right. But a great start to the game for Louisville City. You mentioned in the open, Casey, that you thought they'd come out with high energy after a couple of good wins. Seems to be the case. A foul here against Louisville City, though, on the throw-in. Will give Tampa Bay a free kick near midfield in their defensive half, about five yards shy of the midfield stripe. Well, when you're going into a match like this, an environment like this one, where you know it's going to be a little bit hostile, the energy is very high in the stadium, and it's not in your favor, you have to come out and set the tone, set the pace, so you can create your own energy. All three meetings between these two teams last year, including the playoff winner for Louisville City, finished by a 1-0 score. So they've been tight, they've been defensive, and the scoring chances have been limited for these two when they've met. But again, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference as it stands over the last three or four years. Foul here against Tampa Bay will give Louisville City a fifth third free kick three minutes into the game and a 0-0 score on the far sideline. That's the Louisville City left. They're well into the attacking half. They take it on the ground quickly. Here's Gonzalez outside of the box looking to put in the cross. It's blocked by the defender Connor Antley for Tampa Bay and Antley brings down the loose ball. Louisville City pressing, trying to keep the ball on this end of the field. Antley goes back to a teammate that's lasso. He hits it long near midfield, ahead of there by Kyle Adams for Louisville City. Brought down by Tampa Bay. Serrano uh, running at Aaron Guillen with the ball at Guillen's feet. Serrano trying to turn them over. Guillen goes back to Lasso and now Lasso to Kleeman, the right center back, Freddie Kleeman. Now Antley, the right back, still in the defensive half, Tampa Bay. And Louisville City still trying to turn them over. And in doing so, Carlos Mogel commits a foul. He was pressing hard into the back of Joshua Perez, the forward for Tampa Bay, and it's a foul against Mogel and a free kick to Tampa Bay. They can kind of clear their lines here. It's in their defensive half on the inside right. Yeah, Mogel just kind of runs right through him. isn't able to slow his feet down in time to really defend Perez there. In Tampa, this is a great opportunity for them to settle, and they have not been able to see much of the ball because the minute that they get the ball, there's two, three, four loose city defenders around them and just kind of swarming them. After the free kick for Tampa, we have a second foul against Louisville City in quick succession, and this time it's a booking. A world of beer yellow card shown to Carlos Mogel Jr., and if memory serves, he had a yellow card three minutes into last week's game. So two early yellow cards in back-to-back games for Mogel. He had a tug of the shirt there of Cal Jennings, who was trying to turn Mogel Jr. And so it's a world of beer yellow card and a free kick to Tampa Bay, this time in their attacking half just to the right of the center circle. And I wish I could ask him what he's thinking in that situation, because... The back line's all behind him. There's no one around the the Tampa Bay player. There's no need to foul him in that situation. And so I, I'm just so confused. And, and it's he had the same type of yellow card last week that it was yeah, it's just almost identical. a stupid yellow card. Tampa Bay went long from the goalkeeper after sending the, the free kick back to him. Now it returns all the way back to the goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow. 
Sparrow plays it wide right to a teammate. I believe that's Antley. He crosses midfield. Now into the midfield is Lewis Hilton. He plays it forward to Cal Jennings. And Jennings, a left-footed player, drops it to Forrest Lasso, the left center back. And by the way, for Louisville City, it is a four-man back line tonight. Kyle Adams appears to be playing as a left back. He's a center back by trade, but a left-footed player. So gives Danny Cruz some flexibility there. It's Manny Perez on the right side defensively for Louisville City. Sparrow, the goalkeeper, once again goes long down the middle looking for Perez, but he's beaten to the ball into the air by Sean Tosh, who heads it back into the arms of Oliver Zimla, Louisville City's goalkeeper. We haven't had to say Zimla's name at all so far in these first six minutes because Louisville City has just done so well with keeping the ball in their offensive half of the field and really making it difficult for Tampa to break them down. Louisville City coming forward with Gonzalez in the center circle. He's in the middle of the field, plays it to the inside right to Serrano, clips it over the top to Elijah Winder, brings it down in the box, heads it backward, taps it backwards to Gonzalez, and his drive might have been deflected. No, it wasn't. It was well wide in the end, and it's going to be a goal kick to Tampa Bay, but well worked there by Louisville City. They Brought it from the middle from Gonzalez to Serrano. A little first-time touch backward by Elijah Winder. And Jorge Gonzalez hit it first time with his right foot. Really hit it well, but just not on target. That was some good soccer there. And good decision there to release out wide to Ray Serrano instead of trying to release Wilson Harris, who had about three defenders around him. And Serrano does really well to find Winder. Winder positions himself beautifully. And the layoff that he has for Gonzalez was absolutely perfect. Gonzalez just doesn't get the placement right on that one. But really, really good one-two passes up there with the front players. Played nearly seven minutes in this game. 0-0 is the score. Three shots for Louisville City. One of them on target. That corner kick that was headed on to the goal and saved by Sparrow. No shots yet for Tampa Bay. This ball out for a Tampa Bay throw in Louisville City's defensive end. It's just outside of the box on the far side, the right. And Connor Antley looking like he's going to set up for a long throw here to put it into the box. So a chance for something. No, instead he goes short on the ground. And so Tampa Bay will have possession in the Louisville City half. They have it along their back line with Lasso. He's in the center circle. Plays it to the near side. The left, that's Aaron Guillen. Guillen with Serrano on his hip defensively for Louisville City. He has to turn and play it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper, uh, the, the Tampa Bay goalkeeper. At the top of the box, hits it with his right foot into the attacking half. Headed away by Louisville City's Kyle Adams, I believe. And it's out for a Tampa Bay throw on the far side. That's the Tampa Bay right there in the Tampa defensive half here. And again, Tampa just not really able to get anything going so far in these first eight minutes. They've struggled with connecting passes. They've struggled with getting forward into the attack. They haven't had a single look on target or really anything dangerous going forward whatsoever. And I think that's really due to Lou City really applying the pressure, setting the pace of the game and being difficult to beat. Louisville turns Tampa Bay over here. They have it just outside of the box. Gonzalez drives it into Serrano in the six-yard box, cleared away. Serrano a bit gimpy. It'll fall to Gonzalez again, but the referee, I believe, calls for an offside here. Flag went up on, must have been Ray Serrano, and so it'll give Tampa Bay a free kick in their box, but another good opportunity there for Louisville City. They were able to turn Tampa Bay over. Yeah, and it was a great ball in from Gonzalez, and Serrano makes a nice near post run, but isn't able to get his hips around the ball or get good contact on it to redirect it on frame, and when he goes to kick it, it bounces back out wide to Jorge Gonzalez, who, because of the position he was in on the cross, was in an offside position, so just super, super unfortunate there, but a good, again, quick attack going forward, looking to get numbers into the box, making strong runs into the box, really good stuff offensively. 
Nine minutes gone in this game. 68% possession with Tampa Bay, but it's been very purpose, without purpose, I should say. Louisville City's been the better team by far so far. Here's a foul against Carlos Mogel Jr. He's got to be very careful. He's already been booked. Nine minutes in, Mogel already shown a yellow card earlier in the game, and the referee calling him away from the crowd to have a word with him. He's not yet gone to his pocket, the referee. Again, Elegio Araguin is the ref tonight. Paolo Del Piccolo, the Louisville captain, is alongside Mogel. He's trying to defend his younger teammates, but uh, Aragin having a final warning, I believe, for Mogel, and I think a pretty clear foul there, Casey, as we get a look at the replay. It's going to give Tampa Bay a free kick in their defensive half near midfield. And I swear I'm having deja vu because the exact same thing happened last game. He gets that early yellow card and then just has some really stupid, hard fouls that are questionable that would have potentially been yellow cards that I don't think a ref's going to give a second yellow to early on in the match. And I even said that he probably should be subbed off at halftime last match because it was so... He was just too physical and I get you're in that mindset you're trying to play hard but you have to be smart about it. Mogel turned 20 back in June. Still a very young player now in his third season with Louisville City, the academy product. Has to find a little bit of a cooler head right now. You love the intensity, but he's got to find a cooler head. Here comes Louisville City. Ball over the top to Ray Serrano. He's outside of the box, defended really well by Aaron Guillen, who stepped between the ball and Serrano and then shielded Serrano away from it. And he watches it roll past the end line for a Tampa Bay goal kick. Really good defending by Guillen to position himself between Serrano and the ball. Serrano just doesn't time the bounce perfectly, and so that allows Guillen to be able to slide in and position himself between Serrano and the ball. Guillen, a hugely experienced player, the captain of this Tampa Bay Rowdies team. He was all-league first team a year ago, a finalist for the Defender of the Year award. He's played in... 176 career games in eight seasons. A terrific defender. Foul here against Louisville City as Tampa Bay hit the goal kick in the air. Sean Tosh went up for it with Charlie Dennis of Tampa Bay, and Tosh called for the foul going over the back of Dennis. So it'll be another free kick to Tampa Bay near midfield. Tampa Bay's had all the possession. They've had a lot of foul calls go their way as well, but so far, Casey, they've not been able to do anything with it. No, their possession has just been across the back line or looking to try to go long, and that's when Lou City's able to pick them off. It reminds me of when Louisville City switched to that three-back system and they just kind of set back and allowed team to possess across the back line, kind of within those defensive players. And then the minute that they tried to cross through the defensive lines of Louisville City or tried to play it over top, that's when Louisville City was able to win it. And that's what we're seeing again in this match. Just a lot of possession across the back line. Nothing dangerous going forward. Close to 12 minutes on the clock, 0-0 the score. All the shots so far tonight have been from Louisville City players, including one that was saved by the goalkeeper on a corner. Just literally a, a terrific chance, maybe two minutes into the game for Louisville City. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw once again on the far side there, right? They're in the defensive half here, the Rowdies. Holding the ball in the air is Connor Antley. He throws it long into the attacking half looking for Dennis. He brings it down under pressure from Adams. Well done there by Charlie Dennis. Plays it to Guillen who's in the attacking half, the defender. Ten yards past midfield. Now he slows things down. Drops it off to Jan Ekra. Player's been with Tampa Bay for a long, long time, Jan Ekra. Now to Kleeman, the center back. He's in the attacking half. Dribbles past midfield. About ten yards. Plays it on the ground forward where it's cut out by Louisville City's Carlos Mogel who went to ground with a terrific challenge. And the boys in purple on the road tonight wearing white. 
take over along their back line with Tosh. Forward to Elijah Winder. Ekra in with a challenge, but Winder gets the pass off to Manny Perez, the right back. And I believe a foul called for that challenge on Ekra. So it'll give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick. They hit it long. Tosh does. Right down the middle of the field. Wilson Harris chases it, but it'll bounce into the arms of Sparrow, the Tampa Bay goalkeeper. And I like that they're looking to play that quickly, but just a little bit of a missed pass there, I think, from Toshi. Had Harris down a little more centrally on the field, and he plays it a little too wide, so it doesn't allow Harris to be able to get on the end of it. Sparrow has it, hits it down the middle on the ground. Louisville trying to turn Tampa over, and they do. A touch from Serrano, back to Perez, and here comes Louisville City. They're in the attacking half here. The press has done some good work tonight for Louisville City in terms of keeping Tampa Bay pinned back and also winning the ball back off of them. Back off of them. Thirteen and a half minutes gone in this game, 0-0 the score. It's Tosh with the ball for Lou City at midfield. On the ground to the near side, that's Ray Serrano dropping back for it. He's got... Manny Perez on the inside, right? Instead, he dribbles toward the center circle, plays it backward to Kyle Adams, and now Carlos Mogel dropping deep for the ball. He's just to the left of the center circle, plays it across the circle to Tosh. He touches it forward into the attacking half, past midfield. Wide right now, Manny Perez on the near sideline. Perez dribbles backward, plays it backward to Tosh. Tosh looking for a long diagonal, picks up his head, hits it, and just didn't quite get it cleanly as much as he wanted. Had a run of Jorge Gonzalez down the far sideline, but uh, the goalkeeper Sparrow off of his line caught that comfortably. Again, a decent idea, but just not the right pass on it. And credit to Tampa there. They were able to drop back in their defensive shape for, I think, the first time and really made it difficult for Lou City to break down. Lou City not really trying very many penetrative passes through the middle of the field. I think there seems to be a little bit more movement between Winder and Del Piccolo so they can kind of help break that pressure. Ball at the feet of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. It was a good run from Charlie Dennis down the middle for Tampa Bay, but Louisville able to turn him over, and the ball went back to Zimla. So Louisville in possession now. In the defensive half here, it's Tosh, the right center back, hits it in the air down the middle of the field, looking for Harris once again, knocked away by Tampa Bay, but it'll go out of play on the near sideline, a throw to Louisville City with Ray Serrano. He goes backward to Manny Perez quickly. Perez in the defensive half, but about four yards shy of the midfield stripe. Now Tosh. All the way back to Zimla, who's playing outside of his box in the middle of the field. Has plenty of time. On the ground to Adams, the left center back. Adams circling around, plays it back to Zimla. Zimla has to hit it in the air long into the attacking half, where it's headed by a Tampa Bay player. Harris giving chase, and finally Forrest Lasso, a little bit late to react, but he's able to play it safely back to Sparrow, the goalkeeper. He hits it long into the Louisville half, where it's brought down cleanly by Tosh. Tosh drives it down the middle to Serrano. Here's a chance for Loose City. Serrano in the box. He goes for goal, and it's just a bit wide. Ray Serrano on his right foot tried to find the top right corner of the goal and didn't miss by much. Went for power, Ray Serrano. It's, an, a goal, it's a goal kick for Tampa Bay. Good find there by Sean Tosh. And Serrano does really well to open up, but I think his touch takes him a little bit too wide, which eliminates his angle on target and really only gives him one look. He also had Harris making a run inside, but I like the look from Ray Serrano. I like the aggressive look trying to go forward. Just maybe clean up the first touch. Five shots in this game, all of them for Lou City. Lou City wins the ball back from the goal kick. They've got it in the attacking half. Winder with it on the inside right. Dribbles around a challenge from Ekra. Here's Elijah Winder. He's going to hit it from distance, and he didn't really get much power on it. Just a low rolling shot that went about 10 yards wide right of Sparrow's goal from Sparrow's perspective. But once again, Casey Louisville doing a great job of turning Tampa over in the Tampa Bay half. Yeah, they're picking the ball up in really good really good places on the field and Winder does well to take a few touches he has the time and space just gets the shot all wrong in that situation but Louisville City is looking really strong in their pressure and the press is allowing them to get all of these opportunities and as you say that another turnover from Louisville City here's Harris 
Right side of the box, dribbling in. Wilson Harris, two runners in the middle. He goes for goal with his right foot. It's blocked by Lasso. And it's gonna that block is going to send the ball out for a Louisville throw on the near side of the right. Forrest Lasso with a late intervention there and a needed one for Tampa Bay. Louisville knocking on the door right now. They've got seven shots. Tampa Bay yet to try a shot. And all the momentum on the side of Louisville City. It's out for another Louisville City throw on the near side, the right. Still in the Tampa Bay half. It's going to be Ray Serrano to take it. And instead, actually, he'll drop it off to Manny Perez for Manny to take this throw. But it feels like right now, Casey, the Louisville needs to capitalize on this momentum they have. They've got, they're on the road in a hard place to win. And right now, they're the team looking more likely to score. I couldn't agree more with that. And my thought keeps going back to they they need to score this half. They need to get a goal in halftime because I feel like if Tampa Bay stays level and they're able to go into halftime tied 0-0, it's going to feel like a win for them, especially given the onslaught of opportunities that Louisville City has had so far in Tampa, not creating any so far. They're going to feel like they won that first half and they're going to come out with a different energy. So Louisville City has got to capitalize on these chances. Foul against Louisville City ended that attack. Tampa trying to build out of the back here. And this is a good point, a good time to point out the Tampa Bay played on Wednesday, as we mentioned in the pregame. So they are on shorter rest than Louisville City, and certainly Louisville right now looks like the more rested, more ready team for this game. It's Tampa Bay in possession, though, 18 minutes just past the 18-minute mark. They have it on the near side with Aaron Guillen. He's in at the Louisville City half now. Guillen defended by Serrano into Jan Ekra on the inside left. Yet Ekra turns between two Louisville City players, plays it to Hilton in the center circle. Hilton goes wide right here to Connor Antley in the attacking half for Tampa Bay. Antley trying to link up with Hilton once again. He has to go back to Kleeman, the right center back. Kleeman in the defensive half goes back to Sparrow. He's out of his box. Harris jogging forward. Sparrow able to get the ball away before Harris came in with a challenge. But it's a poor ball from Sparrow. And it's out for a Louisville City throw on the far side. The Louisville City left in in the Louisville half. And I feel like... Tampa just trying to do whatever they can to relieve some of that pressure. There's no options to play out of the back. There's no options in the middle of the field. So they're just trying to kick it and hope for one of those players up top to be able to get on the end of it. And that is playing into exactly what Lou City wants them to do. Ball forward from Kyle Adams for Louisville City. It bounces past Jorge Gonzalez and it's out for a Tampa throw. On the far side, the right for Tampa. They throw it back to Sparrow, the goalkeeper. Connor Sparrow in his seventh season in the USL. Played the last two years with Miami FC before signing this season with Tampa Bay. He's been the starter all year long. Here comes Tampa Bay forward, running past some defenders into the attacking half. Into the middle of the field, it goes to Cal Jennings. An opportunity to hit on goal, and it's saved by Zimla. Jennings, the leading scorer for this Tampa Bay team. He scored four consecutive games. Had a clear sight of goal there from about 18 yards away. He hit it with his performance. Preferred left foot, and Zimla had to go to the ground to knock it aside. It's going to be a Tampa Bay corner. And of all players, you don't want to leave open in the middle of the field with an open shot. It would be Cal Jennings. It's a beautiful strike, keeping it low, driving, forcing Zimla to have to make that diving save. And if Zimla doesn't get fingertips on it, that one's going in the back of the net. So really, really great save from Oliver Zimla. But again, it just takes one moment for Tampa to get ahead in this one. Had to get down quickly, Zimla, and he did. It's going to be Lewis Hilton to hit this corner from the near side. That's the Tampa left. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Here it comes. He plays it on the ground short to Perez. Now Perez, middle of the field, Jennings has a touch. He'll go for goal once again, and that was a field goal. It was about 10 yards high of the crossbar, and a goal kick to Louisville City. Jennings with plenty of time. Matter of fact, I beg your pardon, that was Dennis. Charlie Dennis, a left-footed midfielder, an Englishman, who had all the time in the world to take aim, pick out his spot there, and he just mishit it. 
Yeah, he got that all wrong. He was leaning back as he goes to strike through it, and that's always going to send the ball going up above the goal. If he's able to keep his chest over the ball and drive through it, he has a better chance of getting that on target. And if he keeps it low, it also has the opportunity to maybe deflect off of a player. Foul here against Louisville City's Paolo Del Piccolo, and not just a foul, a booking. A World of Beer yellow card to Del Piccolo in the 21st minute here in a 0-0 game. Collision between Antley and Paolo. Paolo with a little bit of a loose touch, then extended out his left leg and caught Antley in the shin. So that World of Beer yellow card, the second shown to Louisville City, none have been shown to Tampa Bay so far. 21 minutes in in a 0-0 game. The slide tackle itself was clean, but it's when he extends his other leg after the tackle studs up that's what's going to be the yellow card there the slide tackle I think was perfectly fine absolutely clean but it's the second kick leg extension that catches Antley there that is why this was a foul and absolutely a yellow card because it's a studs up kind of kick and that's what the ref saw and I I think the ref got that decision correct Again, a stupid yellow card for Lou City. I think both Mogal and Del Piccolo really have to be careful the rest of this game because the ref is going to be watching them. Both yellow cards were the fifth of the season, respectively, for Carlos Mogel Jr. and Paolo Del Piccolo of Louisville City. Connor Antley, the player that was injured, is down, receiving treatment right now, writhing around in pain, rolling around. So a brief pause in play, 22 minutes in. All the momentum has been with Louisville City so far, Casey. They've been the aggressors. They've come out on the front foot. They've come out and applied pressure to Tampa Bay. They've kept Tampa Bay back in the Rowdies' half. Tampa Bay has had just three shots so far. One of them was on target that saved from Zimla just a couple of minutes ago. But so far, 22 minutes in, Louisville City's been the better team, I think. I would completely agree. And I think that they are looking to take more opportunities almost to a fault. There's a few times where they've had the shot where I think they need to drive it across the goal face, pass it across the middle of the goal. Then you can get a deflection. You can find one of your other teammates. But I'm I'm not. I'm never going to get mad at somebody for taking a shot inside the box that they think they have a clear look on target. And I think Louisville City has done very well with taking the chances. Now they just have to capitalize on those chances. Antley, a native of Georgia in his third season playing for the Rowdies, his fourth season as a professional. Previously spent some time with the Indy 11 back in 2020. And in 2019, he was the defender of the year in USL League One for Tormenta FC in South Georgia. And he's been with Tampa Bay for the last three years, a member of many of Tampa Bay's successful teams, a regular player, Antley, 26 appearances this year, including 24 starts. He's got three assists. He's to his feet now after receiving some treatment and walks off the field under his own power. So he appears like he's going to be okay. And when he does finally hit the sideline, it'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay. After the foul from Del Piccolo about three minutes ago, two players standing over the ball. It's Forrest Lasso. The center back and Lewis Hilton, the midfielder. It's going to be Lasso's free kick, though, and we are back underway. He plays it on the ground to Doherty, playing on the right side as a fullback tonight. Doherty forward to Dennis. Back to the Irishman, Doherty, and he goes all the way back to the goalkeeper, Sparrow, in his box. Sparrow looking for options ahead. Harris jogging forward, a little token pressure for Lou City. Sparrow gives it up to Kleeman. Kleeman on the right side, the right center back. Forward goes to Dennis. Back to Hilton. He hits a long diagonal on the near sideline and a good one. Brought down by Guillen at midfield. Aaron Guillen crosses into the attacking half. Plays it to Ekra on the inside left. He dribbles around Palado Piccolo. Plays it on the ground to the near side to Perez. Now back to Ekra. 
Ekra backward to Hilton at the midfield stripe. He's dribbling in toward the center circle. Drops it off backward to Lasso. Del Piccolo up for pressure, but Lasso just touches the ball right around him. Hits it long in the air down the middle toward Cal Jennings. Brings it down in the box. Jennings one-on-one with Zimla. Zimla gets a touch and falls on the ball. Terrific stuff by Oliver Zimra, Zimla. Heady stuff. Cal Jennings trying to bring the ball down over his shoulder. He let it hit the ground, and Zimla read it perfectly. Just jumped on top of the ball, touched it first, and then pounced on it. Zimla just continues to impress me game after game. I mean, that is just extremely smart goalkeeping. So many times you'll see goalkeepers stay on their lines there, but he does so well to read the play and come out and get that one. Tampa Bay turns Louisville City over, but then Louisville thwarts the opportunity. Hilton had a chance at the top of the box. Louisville stuck out a leg. Someone did to knock it away. Winder brought it forward. Kleeman picked his pocket. So here comes Tampa Bay once again. Jennings, 25 yards from goal, tried to play it through to Dennis. Intercepted there by West Sharpie of Louisville City. And Louisville City takes over. Serrano knocked down from behind by Joshua Perez. And here's a foul against Tampa Bay. And maybe our first booking of the night for the Rowdies. We'll see. The referee hasn't gone to his pocket. It's not going to be a a booking just a common foul here Serrano down on his hands and knees he now rises to his feet he's okay it's going to be a fifth third free kick to Lou City 20, 25 and a half minutes into the game and a 0-0 score really smart play by Serrano too he makes a nice turn and he feels the contact in his back and goes down with it it's a very very smart play because it allows his team to push up the field and get some numbers offensively Tampa Bay goes long. It's headed by Doherty. I beg your pardon. Louisville City goes long from the fifth third free kick. Headed away by Doherty outside of the Tampa Bay box. Ball pinging back and forth between the two teams before Del Piccolo knocks it down and slows things down. Here's Serrano in the attacking half, dribbling in the middle of the field to Harris. Harris 25 yards away, slips it through to Elijah Winder. Can he get there? No. Knocked away by Tampa Bay and picked up by Joshua Perez. And here come the Rowdies forward. Cal Jennings with it, trying to play it through to a teammate. I believe Doherty made a run forward. Easily read and comfortably read by Wes Sharpie there. And Louisville wins it back. Here's Manny Perez in the Louisville attacking half. On the inside right, Elijah Winder just outside of the box. Near side by the corner flag. Ray Serrano puts in a cross. It'll come all the way through to the penalty spot. Knocked away by by Tampa. Harris trying to keep it alive for Lou City. It's cleared away just off of his toes. Brought down by Perez for Tampa Bay. Lou City trying to keep the pressure on. Now it's Jan Ekra. He's got space to drive forward. Jan Ekra into the center circle as Tampa comes forward with numbers. Ekra, wide right it goes to Antley, who's back into the game after that injury scare. Forward to Dennis. Dennis wide right now to Doherty once again on the far sideline. Drops it off backward to Hilton. Hilton with Harris tracking back. Will slow it down to Forrest Lasso in the center circle and Louisville now has all 11 players behind the ball. This game has opened up tremendously so far in the past few minutes. I think Tampa has settled into this game and began to figure out how to kind of break the pressure down for Louisville City. In Louisville City, just the decision making in the final third isn't as sharp as it was in the first few minutes of the game. Hilton, a ball over the top. And no one on the end of it in green and white. It's easily brought down by Sharpie. Plays into the middle to Sean Tosh and Louisville takes over. Tosh a long ball. Serrano chases it. Sparrow, the goalkeeper, watching it the whole way. He'll run out of his box and follow the ball as it rolls past the inline near the corner flag. Serrano about 10 yards behind it. Not much of a chance that Ray was going to catch up to it. And it's a goal kick to Tampa Bay here. And Tosha's had a few of those passes that I just don't think he's gotten the weight of it right, the placement of it right. And that's not really typical of him. Normally his passes are pretty on point there. I like the idea of trying to release the front three, of trying to bypass the pressure and let those players run at the back line. But you have to get the timing of the ball right. 
Each team with one shot on target, ten shots in total, seven of them from Louisville City players. So they've had the better of it so far, but it's now become a very even stretch of play right now. Here's a foul against Louisville City in the defensive half uh, for Tampa Bay, the Louisville attacking half. Jorge Gonzalez with a late leg dangling out, and Lewis Hilton went down. Elahio Aragin, the referee, not showing a card to Gonzalez, just having a word of warning. And we get a look at the replay here. I think a clear foul, very late on the challenge from Jorge Gonzalez. Yeah, and I think a good decision on a no card there. There wasn't anything vicious about it. He just kind of stepped in a little bit late. It wasn't studs up. It wasn't anything really aggressive. So I think the right call with a no card there. I I definitely think the Tampa player made the most of it and uh, was pretty dramatic with the foul. Free kick for Tampa. They hit it long into the Louisville defensive box. And it bounces into the hands of Zimla, the goalkeeper. He rolls it forward to Tosh. And now Louisville takes over in possession. 29 minutes gone by. 0-0 remains the score in a very tightly contested game between the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, at least historically. Right now in this season, it's number two versus number four. That's Tampa Bay against Louisville City. And as Louisville came forward, Tampa Bay committing a foul. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City that Sean Tosh will take in the defensive half on the inside right. Just about 10 yards outside of the Louisville box. Tosh goes backward to Zimla, and Louisville will build out of the back. Zimla playing in the middle of the field, out of the box, just past the D. Rolls it to Adams on the left side. Adams touches it forward, then plays it back to Zimla. Zimla's now in, in the D of his box, just walking the ball forward. No one coming forward with pressure for Tampa Bay. Zimla decides to go long on a diagonal down the far sideline. Brought down by Gonzalez. He does really well. Jorge dribbles in in the attacking half. Middle of the field, Paolo Del Piccolo. Tried to link up with Gonzalez. Just tried to back heel it to him. Those two couldn't connect. Tampa Bay intercepted. But as they cleared it away, it's out for a Louisville throw. So the attack will still continue for Louisville City from the far side the left. Good idea there to try to combine there, but Paul Del Piccolo just gets it all wrong. And again, it comes down to being just a little bit sharper. They have so many chances, seven shots, but only one of them on target. That just comes down to being sharper, executing a little bit better when they get in those final third opportunities. 15 minutes plus stoppage time to go in this first half. Ball hit long by Louisville City. It's brought down by Gonzalez. It goes to Sharpie, who's playing well forward. Sharpie trying to chase the ball down on the far sideline. He can't do it. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw. And what it looks like to me, Casey, I, I may have misspoken earlier, it looks like Kyle Adams is playing as the center back and Wes Sharpie is playing as a left back tonight, which surprises me a bit, but that just shows the versatility of Wes Sharpie. Well, we've seen Wes Sharpie in that outside back role uh, in previous matches last year a bit, and so I think he fills that role nicely. I do think Kyle Adams would have been a good fit there too because he's left-footed, but I think Wes Sharpie offers a little bit more speed down that side, and Kyle Adams gives you a little bit more height and strength on the back line so I think that's kind of maybe the decision behind that there but yeah West Sharpie is the left back and Manny Perez is the right with Adams at the left center back position Tosh at the right center back position Tosh goes long knocked down by Winder held up by Wilson Harris he tried to go backward to Serrano Serrano couldn't find a pass it's cleared away by Tampa Bay Sharpie keeps it alive for Lucidi tries to play it forward to Gonzalez Gonzalez battling with a Tampa Bay player and a foul against Jorge Gonzalez. It may just be a throw, in fact, to Tampa Bay as the ball went past the far sideline. No, it is going to be a foul and a free kick to Tampa Bay. Just inside the sideline on the far side, they're right. It's going to be Doherty standing over the ball, but not. they're not going to put the ball back in play for a minute because a Tampa Bay Rowdy is down injured. I'd have to think this is Connor Antley. haven't been able to identify him, certainly, but it's the right part of the field. It is Antley who's down hurt. He was hurt earlier on a collision between him and Paolo Del Piccolo. 
And he's walking very gingerly now as Doherty helps him back to his feet. So maybe Tampa Bay here with Antley a little bit shaken up on two different plays. They might have to consider some kind of substitution. And it looks like the teams are going to come to the sideline for a water break as well with 13 minutes to go in the first half. It's hot down in Tampa Bay. Not sure if they're officially calling this a water break, but it does look like Antley's going to come, have to come out of the game. Dayon Harris on the sideline for Tampa Bay is beginning to warm up. Harris, a player that's been with the Rowdies for a couple of seasons now. He's in his second year in Tampa. He scored two times in 32 games after playing previously with the Real Monarchs out on the Western Conference. So it looks like it's going to be Harris in for Antley. Antley has made it all made it, made his way all the way to the bench. So Connor Antley is injured, and this is certainly going to be a substitution. Harris being called into action. He's just now pulling on a jersey. So it'll be just a minute before he comes out onto the field. But the referee is going to allow Tampa Bay to put the ball back in play from this free kick. So an injury there, Casey, to Connor Antley is going to force Tampa Bay's coaches to go to the bench early on in this game. Yeah, and when Antley got up from the challenge with Del Piccolo, it took him a bit, and he was walking very gingerly there. And I think just that final challenge there might have just hit him right where he got hit previously, and that's never going to feel good. So it's always unfortunate that players or that players have to go out injured, especially in the first half, and that coaches are forced to make this decision because it definitely is going to affect the decisions in the future. So for the moment, Tampa down a man because they're waiting on this substitution. They've got the ball right now with Sparrow, the goalkeeper, just outside of his box. He rolls it forward to Forrest Lasso. Remember, may remember him from three seasons with the Charleston Battery years ago. He plays it to Guillen on the near side. Back to Lasso. Louisville coming forward with numbers, trying to press. It's Sparrow in the box. Winder jogging forward, chasing the ball as Sparrow hits it long down the middle. Joshua Perez chasing it. Zimla reading it. He's off of his line, well out of his box. And before he can clear it, the referee's blown his whistle because I believe there was a foul in the center circle. And now he's going to allow the substitution to come on. It is Dayon Harris coming into the game. Harris this season, 29 appearances now. He's only started eight times, so he's been primarily a bench option, but a very talented player. Five goals and three assists this season for Dayon Harris. Played his college soccer at UConn just a couple of years ago. Young player still, 26, the Canadian. So he is on. Antley is off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna, and it is a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City with 11 minutes to go in the first half. They have the ball now with Tosh, the right center back, in the defensive half of things. Hits it in the air down the near side, the inside right channel towards Serrano, cleared away by Tampa Bay. Perez brings it down, battling with Manny Perez, and Manny Perez wins the battle of Perez's. He takes the ball away from Joshua, and Louisville City takes over. Here is Manny on the ball, driving down the near sideline, well into the attacking half. He continues on, drops it off to Serrano, wide right, trying to dribble into the box. Serrano goes down. Allen under challenge, and Joshua Perez, actually that's Aaron Guillen this time, takes it away for Tampa Bay, and then Ray Serrano just swings his leg through the shin of Guillen, and it's called for a foul. Guillen waving his arm in the air wildly, calling that that should be a yellow card, but the referee has not gone to his pocket yet. <laughs> it's not a yellow card. After seeing the replay... Serrano just kind of dives in there and Guillen throws all the dramatics. I don't even know if his legs truly got swiped. He may have felt slightly a little bit of contact and then went down. He's trying to say that Serrano has fouled multiple times and that's why it should be a yellow card. But that's just... I I almost would give Guillen a yellow card for diving for simulation because that's how bad it was. Nine and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half. Looking for the opening goal in the game. But it's not for lack of chances. Louisville was saved off the line in the opening about three minutes of the game. Tampa Bay has had a shot on target as well. Saved by Zimla. 
out of 10 shots total in the game between these two sides. Mogel with a touch here as Tampa tries to turn Louisville over. Del Piccolo able to step in and win the ball back for Louisville City. Goes back to Kyle Adams. He hits it long into the attacking half for Wilson Harris. Up for a ball on the air, Harris. And he's fouled by Tampa Bay's Forrest Lasso, I believe, who went up for that ball in the air. And Lasso down holding his face after committing the foul. So it's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. But Lasso down injured and the referee is called on for the trainer. Lasso again holding his face. So a potential head injury here. I'm wondering if he headed the back of the head of Wilson Harris because when he goes up, he definitely fouls Harris and pushes him in the back. And he, I, that's the only thing that I could think of. He looks to be okay now. There's no blood or anything like that. And he's walking completely fine. And now he's been booked for that foul. So insults to injury, literally, as a World of Beer yellow card has been shown to Forrest Lasso of Tampa Bay. And I think he was just trying to save some face there, playing like he was injured. They didn't even check him for a concussion or anything. So he's okay. He has to come off the field, though. And he'll be allowed back on momentarily. But it's going to be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City after that World of Beer yellow card to Lasso. Del Piccolo and Mogel standing over it. It's in the attacking half on the inside left, about 15 or 20 yards past the midfield stripe. Certainly not an opportunity way too far out to shoot on goal, but they could put it in the box here. I think it's one of those that you put into the box and you look for that second ball across, maybe hit it to the back post and someone tries to head it across. It's definitely not going to be a super strong look on goal. Here it comes from Mogel, and he just overhit it, caught comfortably by the goalkeeper, Sparrow, 10 yards in front of any runner that he was potentially aiming at there, Carlos Mogel with that ball. So Tampa Bay takes over. After that free kick for Louisville City, they've got along the back line here, Tampa Bay with Kleeman. He plays it to Doherty, the right back. He touches it forward, closing in toward midfield, where he's turned back by Jorge Gonzalez. They go all the way back to Sparrow. Harris chasing the ball. Sparrow hits a diagonal to the near side to Guillen. He heads it on the near sideline forward towards Perez. Tosh wins the header, though, and here comes Lou City. Serrano through to Harris. Can he get there? Wilson Harris, the flag is up. Harris would have been one-on-one with the goalkeeper, but the flag up from the assistant referee on the near side, and it's called against Ray Serrano on that initial ball. So it's going to be a free kick to Tampa Bay, and that ends a clear opportunity for Louisville City. Wilson Harris probably would have been able to round the keeper there, Casey. 100%, and it was a beautiful pass, too, by Ray Serrano. Oh, here's Tampa Bay. They're going to score, and they do with Cal Jennings. A similar situation on the other end. A long ball forward. Jennings was behind the defense, brought it down. Zimla running at him, just touched it around him, got past him, and then passed the ball into an open net. And Cal Jennings has scored in a fifth straight game for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and he gives them a one to nothing lead over Louisville City in the first half. 39 minutes into the game, and Lou City behind on the road in this matchup of old rivals. And that one's going to sting a bit, and I know I've been so complimentary of Oliver Zimla, but that was his fault there, 100%. He's coming out on this ball to try to win it, and he hesitates. He pauses. He waits. And how Jennings, though, was able to run through completely unmarked with both Adams and Tosh just kind of watching him is beyond me. But Zimla gets caught in no man's land, and that's what allows Jennings to just tap it around him and pass him in the goal. It's a beautiful finish. Very well done from Cal Jennings, but really, really poor from Lou City. Cal Jennings, a really talented goal scorer. He scored 43 goals in his career. This is just his fourth season as a pro for the 26-year-old out of Atlanta, Georgia. And he has given Tampa Bay a one to nothing lead at home at Al Lang Stadium. First of two meetings between these two. And they might just meet in the playoffs for a fourth consecutive year this fall. We'll see. 
got just over five minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time, so plenty of time for Louisville City to try and find something. And the way this game has gone, Casey, I think there are plenty of opportunities for goals here. As Louisville goes long, an offside flag will give Tampa Bay a free kick just outside of their box. Yeah, I think there's definitely still opportunity here for Louisville City to score, but they just have to be a little sharper when they get in the final third, and they can't let this really dictate the way the half is gone because I feel like the Louisville City has controlled it. The run of play has been in their favor. They just haven't been able to capitalize on any of the chances they've created. Lasso and Guillen working out who's going to take this free kick. It's Guillen. He plays it across the top of the box to Kleeman. Kleeman drives forward, hits it long in the air over the top, looking for Jennings, headed out in front of him by Sharpie, brought down by Mogel, and Louisville takes over. Tosh on the ground forward to Elijah Winder, middle of the field, through a couple of defenders to Paolo Del Piccolo. It's a good-looking attack for Lou City. Wide right, it goes to Serrano in the attacking half. He's got on the overlap, Manny Perez. He plays it to him on the near sideline. He's outside of the box. Manny puts in a cross. It's a decent one to Wilson Harris, knocked away by Lasso out for a Louisville City throw. Really good ball in the box, and Harris is making the right run, but really nice defense there from Forrest Lasso to clear that away. Mogel ball into the box, looking for Del Piccolo, headed high into the air by Kleeman, brought down by Dennis, and here comes Tampa. Dayon Harris, the substitute, plays it back to Dennis. Dennis into the attacking half, tried to play it through for Cal Jennings, intercepted there by Tosh. Tosh plays it forward to Winder, really back and forth game right now. Down the far sideline, a foot race between Gonzalez and Doherty. Doherty wins it, plays it back to Sparrow, the goalkeeper. Now it's Kleeman, wide right it goes to Doherty once again. He hits it long toward midfield where it's chested down by Kyle Adams. He plays it to Mogel. Mogel with a loose touch. Dennis takes it away. Challenge comes in from West Sharpie and it's out for a Tampa Bay throw on the far side. The Tampa Bay right just past midfield into the Louisville defensive half. In Louisville City, trying to get some bodies forward, trying to get the numbers going forward, but just again, the passes just haven't been as sharp as they need to in order for them to get on the end of those crosses. It's just not long enough, not it's too long, too short. So just really making sure that they can clean it up there in the final third, and then they have got to stop conceding these fouls. They know that Tampa Bay is going to go down with any sort of contact, so Louisville City just has to play a little bit smarter there, and it looks like the ref is going to have a word with the Lou City bench. He is having a word with Danny Cruz in the Louisville City bench. Not sure if he showed a card there. He might have. Things starting to turn against Louisville City clearly. I mean, they give up a goal a couple of minutes ago, but after that early momentum, it is a yellow card here. World of Beer yellow card to West Sharpie of Louisville City. So a third Louisville City player booked in this first half. But this illustrates how the first half has gone. Louisville City, seven shots. That's three more than Tampa Bay. But all seven for Louisville City came in the opening 17 minutes. They've not had a shot for 25 minutes of game time. And Tampa Bay has seized momentum from the boys in purple. And they have the lead as well. This free kick for Tampa Bay following the world of beer yellow card hit along the back line. Here's Lasso, the center back across to Guillen, the left back in the attacking half. Dribbles infield, drops it off backward to Lasso once again. Harris about 10 yards away, so Lasso can stand on the ball, plays it to his center back, Mate Kleeman. He comes forward just to the right of the center circle. Across the center circle into the attacking half. It goes to Doherty. Now Harris on the far sideline. Dayon Harris trying to dribble around a couple of Louisville City players. And a foul called against Tampa Bay here is Mogel. I think that's Mogel. It is Carlos Mogel. Is down hurt. Harris, I believe, called for the foul. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City with a minute and a half to go plus stoppage time in the first half. And this is where the ref just has to be careful and make sure that he's being consistent in this match. He's given a lot of yellow cards to Louisville City, obviously three to players and one to the bench as well. And there's been nothing given to Tampa. So the ref just has to make sure that he's keeping control of this game because as this game goes on, it will get chippier and chippier regardless of what the score is. 
As Kyle Adams is going to take this fifth third free kit, kick. He hits it long in the air down the inside left channel, headed on its way by West Sharpie towards Jorge Gonzalez. Matter of fact, reverse that. It was Gonzalez flicking it on for Sharpie. It's out for Louisville City throw on the far side of the left. Again, Sharpie playing his left back, playing well forward in the attack right now. It's going to be Sharpie to take the throw in towards the box, towards Harris, who's holding it up. Tried to drop it off backwards to Mogel. Mogel with a shot from distance, and it wasn't that bad. Went through traffic, took a deflection, and ultimately, though, it is a comfortable save for the goalkeeper. Keeper Sparrow at his near post. Not a bad look at all, and he was able to stay over it and drive through the ball. And those low shots sometimes get blocked from the view of the the keeper. They're not able to see it until the last minute, especially if there's a deflection like that one was. Just maybe the angle of where he takes the shot doesn't lead to too much success. Long diagonal for Tampa to Joshua Perez. He brings it down outside of the Louisville box, drives in, puts it across to the back post, and it's knocked behind. Harris was late arriving, and Sharpie, I believe, there had to do the work defensively, and actually Harris had the final touch. So it's going to be a Louisville City goal kick there here it was a good drive driven cross but really no one there to aim at Harris made a very late run and would have taken a terrific effort to get an opportunity to score there for Tampa Bay yeah the numbers just weren't forward it was just Jennings in the box there and so Harris coming late and I think that's because so many players for Tampa are having to put so much work in defensively that they aren't as willing to push forward into the attack because they know they're gonna have to turn around and defend and also that goes into the tired legs of playing Wednesday not wanting to make as many runs forward especially since they're up and don't have to we've moved into stoppage time which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of five minutes to this first half. So about four and a half of that five to go. Louisville City trailing Tampa Bay one to nothing on the road here, but plenty of time in the first half for Louisville to try and answer before they go into the halftime break. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the left in the Louisville half. It'll be Sharpie to take it. He goes back to Adams just outside of the Louisville box on the left side. He dribbles into the box, not under any pressure. Adams able to walk it forward. Now plays it across the field to Tosh. Tosh walking it forward on the inside right. Plays it to the near sideline. Perez back to Tosh. Now in the middle of the field, Carlos Mogel Jr. returns it to Tosh. Tosh under some pressure from Jennings. Gets the pass away to Elijah Winder, but Winder can't control it. It's taken away by Tampa Bay, and then Louisville able to win it back somehow. Tampa Bay looked like they had an opportunity. It's Adams. He goes long down the middle. Can he find Harris? A good ball. Harris, a collision with the goalkeeper. Harris goes down. No foul given, and the loose ball picked up by Sparrow, the goalie. And I do think that that's a good no call there. It's an unfortunate tackle there for Harris, but Sparrow does really well to come out and kind of establish the position. It's a great ball over top. The ball's bouncing, and Sparrow comes out and just kind of bats down at it. He's making a play on the ball. Both players are going for the ball, so in my mind, that's not a foul, and if they were to give a penalty, that'd be a pretty harsh penalty. I agree with you. It certainly would have been harsh, but Harris nearly trying to pull what Cal Jennings pulled on Louisville a few minutes ago to score, get behind the defense on a long ball, and beat the goalkeeper to it. It's uh, Tampa Bay with the ball. They hit it over the top looking for Jennings. Jennings can't catch up to it. It bounces into the arms of Zimla with just a couple of three minutes to go of the minimum five of stoppage time. It's Louisville possession. Tosh walking all the way into the attacking half into the center circle. He plays it on the ground forward to Elijah Winder. He's knocked down by Forrest Lasso, I believe. And it's a foul and a fifth third free kick here coming up for Louisville City in the attacking half for Louisville. Middle of the field, about 15 yards past midfield. And this is one that it's too far for a shot on goal. This is one where you should probably run one of those set pieces that you practice on the training pitch because it's not enough for like a cross into the box. It's a little more squared on. So maybe looking for either a ball out wide for then a service, maybe a chipped ball to the back post for a header back across the goal phase. But it's not going to be just a straight service into the box with a straight shot on goal because it's the angles of it would make it extremely, extremely difficult. Mogel and Del Piccolo standing over that 
free kick that Casey was describing. They've got about six teammates to aim at, all standing across the top of the box. And now a seventh running into the picture as well, Ray Serrano. Again, Louisville trailing here with two minutes of the minimum five to go in stoppage time here in the first half. It's one to nothing to Tampa Bay. It's going to be Mogel. No, he runs past it. Del Piccolo with his left foot. Hits it in the air into the box. Headed out of it by Tampa Bay. That header will come all the way to Manny Perez. Perez drives it with his right foot high into the air towards the six-yard box. Gonzalez up for the header, but he can't reach the ball. It's caught by the goalkeeper, Sparrow. It's a good cycled ball through, and Gonzalez makes the right run, but really good goalkeeping there from Connor Sparrow to come out and completely advert any sort of danger. If he holds on his line there, I do think that Gonzalez is going to be able to get on the end of it, and it's going to be a look on target. So with a minute and a half to go in the first half, it's Tampa Bay in possession with Charlie Dennis just to the right of the center circle, still in the Tampa Bay half. Hilton now goes back to Kleeman, the right center back. Kleeman ball forward on the ground to Dennis. He's in the Louisville defensive half. Wide right it goes to Doherty. Doherty under some pressure from Gonzalez, returns it backward to Hilton. Hilton drives into the center circle, hits it into the air to the near sideline to Guillen. He chests it down. Tampa patient right now, just around the fringes of the Louisville defensive formation. Guillen forced backward by Ray Serrano. He plays it all the way back to Forrest Lasso. Lasso hits it with his left foot high into the air down the near sideline. Long, headed by Manny Perez. Perez called, uh, actually, I beg your pardon, Joshua Perez for Tampa Bay called for the foul for just undercutting Manny Perez of Louisville. City. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City with 40 seconds of the minimum five minutes of stoppage time to go in the first half. And I think if you're Louisville City, you have to try to push the pace a little bit and get the ball into your offensive half to see if you can have one final look on target to have something positive going into halftime because it is going to be a little frustrating when you controlled the whole first part of the first half and then to give up a goal the way that you did, that can be a little deflating. So I would like to see them try to get one more look on goal. They hit that free kick long, back-and-forth possession. And another foul, I believe, called against Tampa Bay. So it's going to be another fifth-third free kick for Lou City, this time further forward on the inside left in the Tampa Bay half, just past midfield, about a yard past midfield, really. And this is probably going to be the last opportunity of the half for either team to do anything. Carlos Mogel standing over this free kick, literally three yards past the midfield stripe. So we might just have to hit a Hail Mary here into the box and see if Louisville can find some kind of answer right before the halftime break. That's what he's going to do. He hits a long into the box, headed out by Lasso of Tampa Bay to Ray Serrano, and the referee blows his whistle to end the first half. Just one touch of the ball from that free kick. Clearance by Lasso, and the referee blows his whistle. So we will head to the locker room. Tampa Bay ahead one to nothing. Cal Jennings scoring the goal to give the Rowdies the lead over Louisville City. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 1057. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This halftime report presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. Your score at halftime, Tampa Bay 1, Louisville City nothing in this meeting of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference over the last several seasons. Three consecutive meetings in the Eastern Conference finals between these two and maybe a fourth to come in a few months' time. But right now, Louisville City with some work to do if they want to make up ground on Tampa Bay. Remember, that's the story of this game. Two teams in the top four, Tampa in second, Louisville City in fourth. Boys in purple trying to climb the standings to ensure that they get a home playoff game and maybe secure home field advantage for the first couple of playoff games. 
and an opportunity here to take some points off of a team ahead of them in the standings and Tampa Bay with the goal advantage. Casey Whitfield, any any thoughts on that first half? I think the first part of the first half was extremely positive and Loose City looked really good. They were creating opportunities. They were absolutely dominating the game. They didn't allow Tampa to have anything going forward whatsoever. But then it was almost as if the tides completely changed and Tampa began to figure out how to break down that pressure from Lucity. They began to figure out how to get into the final third and it just shifted. And you saw Tampa beginning to be the more aggressive team going forward. You saw the chances for Lucity lessening their opportunities in the final third weren't as strong as they were. They weren't as sharp. They weren't sharp enough. There wasn't as much movement. They didn't look as dangerous going forward as they did in the first part. So I think there's definitely some positives to take away, and that was the start, but then definitely some negatives as well. And the goal that they gave up, I think, is just really poor defensively from Louisville City. And I think it's poor between the center backs not communicating, Jennings making that run. And I think it's poor from Zimla, too, kind of coming out and getting lost in no man's land. So just... not the best goal to give up especially when you control the I feel like the majority of the first half Louisville City had a shot on target inside the opening three minutes of the game from a corner kick it was saved by Sparrow Louisville dominating the early spells as Casey said seven shots in the first 17 minutes for Louisville City including a shot on target but they didn't have another shot for about 25 minutes after that That was an effort by Carlos Mogel Jr. from distance that forced a second save from Sparrow. So eight shots in total, seven in the first 16 minutes for Louisville City. Two of those eight on target for Tampa Bay, just four shots in the entire first half. They forced two two shots on target against Zemla. One was saved, one was scored by Cal Jennings. Um, 56% possession for Tampa Bay. They... Dominated possession in the first half, led it the entire way, but that may have been by design a little bit from Louisville City. We've seen that a few times this season. In terms of fouls in the first half, we had 22 combined fouls, 12 called against Louisville City, one corner kick each way, and two bookings, I beg your pardon, four bookings in total, three against Louisville City. A world of beer yellow card shown to each of Carlos Mogel Jr., Paolo Del Piccolo, and Wes Sharpie. One world of beer yellow card shown to Forrest Lasso, of Tampa Bay in terms of the bookings in this first half. Well, I think the the fouls tells another story of the first half. There was so much stoppage in that there wasn't really a rhythm to get going. It was one team would have a little bit of a spell, then there was a couple fouls, and then the other team would have a little bit of a spell, then there was some fouls, and so it just really interrupted the flow of the game, and we know it's going to be a chippy game, and I imagine that there will be probably 22 more fouls, if not more than that, called in the second half, and so then I think Danny Cruz needs to figure out how can we not allow the stops in play to stop our energy going forward to affect how we're playing in the game, and I feel like it, it really did affect how Lou City played. Any any look to the bench for Louisville City in terms of something to change kind of the way this game is going, in terms of options off the bench? Dylan Maris, Brian Ombi, and Martin Powells are the attacking options. Rasmus Tellison, Niall McCabe, and Tyler Gibson, all midfielders also available off the bench, and then Danny Fondes, the backup goalkeeper. I mean, Ombi being on the bench, always a tantalizing prospect for Louisville City fans. Uh, maybe we see him come in a little bit earlier than previously thought. I could see definitely Brian Ombi coming in, and I think when he comes in, he is just a complete spark off the bench, and he really brings the energy. So I think he's one that needs to come in. I also kind of think Gibson and McCabe need to come in for Mogel and um, 
Del Piccolo. Piccolo. Yeah. yeah, because both of them are on yellow cards. Both of them are very aggressive, passionate players. And the way this game is going, it does not play in favor for those two guys. And I do think that if the game continues on, we will have to make those changes because they can't really risk losing those players for their next match. So we'll see what changes Danny Cruz might make in the second half. More to come on this Breeze Airways Halftime Report. It's been a big day in soccer for Louisville soccer fans. Racing Louisville had the Challenge Cup final. We'll tell you about what they did earlier today when we return. Again, the halftime score, it's Tampa Bay 1, Louisville City nothing here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Welcome back. It is Tampa Bay in the lead over Louisville City, one to nothing. This has been a big day in Louisville soccer. This game huge, obviously, with the two big rivals going at it for the first time this season. And earlier today, Racing Louisville competed for a trophy, a major trophy for the first time in their history, the NWSL Challenge Cup Final, that in-season tournament. And unfortunately for racing, they came up short. Two to nothing was the final score in favor of the North Carolina Courage in North Carolina. Just a difficult one, Casey, for racing Louisville. There was a two-hour thunder and lightning delay after 11 minutes of of game time had been played. Um, Racing having to travel all the way across the country from Seattle, where they won on Wednesday night in the semifinals of this tournament. So just a difficult day all around for racing Louisville. But still, fans have lots to be proud of of this team making this run in the Challenge Cup. Um, and competing for a trophy again for the very first time in the team's history. I mean, 100%. The game did not go our way, but there were so many factors up against us traveling, like you said, from literally one end of the country to the complete opposite other end of the country in just a matter of like a day and then being expected to turn around and play a game is a lot. And then you add a two-hour, two-hour delay that's a lot and a lot of people a lot of players or you know fans don't understand what an impact that has on a player that is one of the hardest things to do to get ready to get amped up to get all prepared start the game and then all of a sudden have to stop especially for that long time because you're just sitting there you're waiting you have no idea when the game's going to start you have no idea if you should eat something should you not eat something should I start warming up again should we not start warming up again should I take a nap should I not take a nap you know there's so much unknown that that causes a lot of stress on the players especially when you've already had a hard couple of days you're playing away from home you're playing a team that is very good that is playing really strong right now so just a lot of things not in the favor and for them to go out and put forth the effort they did I think it was incredible I think racing definitely had some opportunities to score I thought racing had a really good second half, especially towards the end there, of trying to fight back to get back in the game. So overall, I'm very proud of what they did and what they were able to accomplish. So now all the focus on the regular season. The Challenge Cup would have been great, but it would have been a bonus on the season. The goal for Racing Louisville this year was to make the playoffs. That's what success would have been determined on, and they have four games left to try and make their way into the playoff field. As it stands, they're in seventh place. The top six make the playoffs. They're two points back of the Washington Spirit for that final playoff spot and that four game run towards the playoff starts on Friday at home. It's a back to back night of soccer uh, at Lynn Family Stadium next weekend. Racing in action on Friday night against the Houston Dash, 7 30 kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium. Head to racingloufc.com slash tickets or call 502 L O U C I T Y. And by the way, Louisville City in action the very next night. So two opportunities to head to Butchertown and watch some top level professional soccer next weekend. Keep your eyes peeled for that. When 
we come back, it'll be the start of the second half. Louisville City and Tampa Bay. Louisville trailing it one to nothing. This has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Welcome back. The second half is underway. You've missed a minute and a half of the action. And boy, what a minute and a half it's been. Louisville City scored less than a minute into the second half. Wilson Harris drove about 20 yards with the ball at his feet, let fly from the top of the box with his preferred left foot, hit it low, hard on the ground, past the outstretched fingertips, diving to his right of Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper. And Louisville City has tied it. It's 1-1 with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Casey Whitfield, along with me, Jeff Milby, we're just getting a look at the replay, Casey. What a goal for Wilson Harris. Such a great individual effort from Wilson Harris. He cuts inside, and I think Kien goes down injured there, which is a little bit unfortunate that Tampa might be forced into another substitution because of injuries. But Harris cuts inside on his own and just creates this goal pretty much out of nothing. It's a beautiful strike from the top of the box. And I think Lou City also made a couple changes going into halftime. And Tampa Bay to that that point also they're going to have to make that change that you alluded to Casey first of all that goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery fueling imagination funding education Kentucky Lottery it makes it 1-1 and for Wilson Harris his sixth goal of this season after he led Lou City in scoring last year he's back in the lead in terms of goal output this season the substitution for Louisville City there were a couple of them Brian Ownby came into the game as did Tyler Gibson We'll confirm who they came in for. I believe Mogel Jr. and Paolo Del Piccolo. Those substitutions brought to you by Fortna. And then for Tampa Bay, that substitution that Casey alluded, Aaron Guillen had to be subbed off after halftime. So they used a second substitution window. Louisville City making their subs during the halftime break. Guillen subbed off after halftime, replaced by Jake Arman. That substitution also brought to you by Fortna. Well, and I think something to note, too, with Brian Ombi coming on, that is in Del Piccolo coming off. What Danny Cruz is going to do there is he's going to drop Jorge Gonzalez into a midfield position, and Ombi will play out on a wing. Here comes Louisville City trying to score again. It rolls right under the feet of Jorge Gonzalez on a service from the right side by Ray Serrano. Serrano got to the end line, cut it back negative toward the penalty spot. Ownby let it roll past him with a little dummy. Gonzalez was the intended target, and he just couldn't swing his foot through it. Just missed it, really, when he tried to put it on target and rolled behind him, and Tampa Bay took over on the ball. But four minutes, not even. Actually, it is. Four minutes into the second half, if I can do math correctly. Louisville City with a goal from Wilson Harris to tie it at one, and now a terrific chance. The boys in purple have come out of the locker room ready to play here in the second half. Maybe it's the Brian Ombi effect. We talked about what he can do coming off the bench and just having his presence, his leadership up top does make a huge difference. I also think pulling Gonzalez a little bit deeper and letting him run off of Harris is going to create a lot of opportunities. Here comes Tampa Bay. Cal Jennings driving down the middle, gives it up to Dayon Harris. One-on-one with the keeper and Zimla makes a stop. Dayon Harris on his right foot from a tight angle, put it on target, and Zimla was big and strong and knocked it aside. It's going to be a corner for Tampa Bay. Open stuff to start the second half. Excellent stuff there from Zimla. He comes out, makes himself big, and completely cuts off the angle for Harris. That is really, really good goalkeeping there. So the corner for Tampa Bay will come from the near side. The Tampa right as we sit switch ends in the second half. And actually, it's not even a corner. It's just a throw. It was out by the corner flag. I assumed it was a corner. It's a throw to Tampa. From the near side, the Tampa Bay right. They are moving from left to right in the second half. Louisville City moving from right to left. Tampa Bay with possession just to the left of the center circle. Forrest Lasso goes to the far sideline 
to a teammate. Now it is Jan Ekra in the center or middle of the field. Ekra driving into Elijah Winder, and Louisville takes it away. Here they come. Ownby through to Harris, and he just powerfully put that pass too much on it all the way to the goalkeeper Sparrow, and Tampa Bay takes over. They have it with Deion Harris at midfield. One-two between him and Doherty. Into the center circle it goes to Dennis. Now Jan Ekra into the midfield to Perez. Joshua Perez coming forward. He's got a player wide left just outside of the box. Now it's Jan Ekra, Lewis Hilton middle of the field. Louisville gets numbers back defensively. Now Charlie Dennis, Doherty inside right. Wide right it goes to Deion Harris. Maybe an opportunity to cross. He tries with his right. Now he fakes it, drops it off back to Doherty. Doherty might cross. He dribbles past Ownby. Ownby then blocks his his cross on a terrific recovery. Stays with Tampa Bay, though, with Harris. Back to Hilton. Now Kleeman and Lasso. They're by the center circle. Lasso forward to Perez on the inside left. Now it comes back to Lasso. Serrano coming up with some pressure. Lasso goes long down the far sideline. Joshua Perez giving chase. He'll bring it down outside of the box. Dribbling in against Tosh on the inline. His cross blocked high into the air by Tosh and behind. And this time, it will definitely be a corner for Tampa Bay. This time from the far side, their left. And Louisville City doing really well, staying solid in the middle of the field. They're forcing Tampa to have to go around the outside and not giving them a clean look in, in for a cross or service or any sort of ball into the middle of the field, forcing Tampa to have to work it side to side. So this corner for Tampa Bay, it'll be Lewis Hilton to take it. Wearing the captain's armband, Hilton, after Guillen had to be subbed off a couple of minutes ago. A very eventful opening seven minutes of this second half. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Hilton. Standing against the advertising boards. Here it comes, driven into the six-yard box, headed out by Manny Perez of Louisville City. It'll come all the way to a, a Tampa Bay player. That's Jake Arman, the substitute who checked in. Lifted into the box from the far side, and nobody making a run forward in green and gold. It's caught by Zimla, Louisville's goalie. And if we didn't think the first half was exciting, this second half already starting out on a high note here. Both teams going back and forth a lot on the line here for both teams and so I think it's going to be a really exciting second half Louisville coming forward Tosh plays it forward to Manny Perez he does well at midfield through it comes to Elijah Winder he tries to play it wide right to Ray Serrano down by the corner flag Ray gets onto it an attack for Lou City here Serrano backwards to Manny Perez on the far sideline the right and he's for uh, plays it further backwards to Tosh returns it to Perez Perez trying to dribble around a challenge from Joshua Perez he does Plays it inside right to Ray Serrano on his left foot. Left-footed cross in towards Harris. Headed high into the air by Kleeman. It drops to Ownby. Tries to play it through to Harris with his right foot. And those two not on the same page. It's collected by Sparrow, the goalkeeper. Good look there from City. Having those numbers in the box has been really beneficial. And the runs that they're making is really helpful. Tampa Bay drove it right down the middle long all the way to Cal Jennings trying to score the way they did in the first half. But this time Zimla beat Jennings to the ball. His clearance though won back by Tampa Bay. Here they come. Through it goes to Joshua Perez. He has a shot saved by Zimla at the near post. Rebound comes to Louisville City with Manny Perez. And he's able to clear it up toward midfield. Big collision near midfield. No foul called. An exchange of headers back and forth here. Louisville City brings it down with Manny Perez on the far side. Still in the defensive half. He plays it forward to Ray Serrano. And then the referee blows his whistle 
for, I believe, an offside flag against someone. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City here and an opportunity for Lou City to clear their lines defensively. And you can definitely tell that Tampa Bay's game plan, when they have it defensively, is looking to see if they can release the ball as quickly as possible, trying to play it long and catch the back line off guard, trying to see if they can release Cal Jennings for one of those easy little tapping goals like he had in the first half, really trying to bypass the entire press and entire defensive shape of Lou City. Oliver Zimla called in to make multiple saves tonight. He's done well despite conceding a goal. Fifth third free kick hit long. Back and forth it goes. Just the two teams battling out for possession. Finally, Tampa Bay comes out of the crowd with it. Lewis Hilton plays it forward to Cal Jennings. Jennings turns and dribbles forward. Down the middle of the field. Top of the box is right-footed effort. Pawed aside by Zimla. It's going to go behind for another Tampa Bay corner. Cal Jennings, a left-footed player, hit it really well from about 22 yards with his right. Zimla had to dive down to his right to knock it aside and give up a corner kick. Cal Jennings is beginning to find more time on the ball as this game has gone on. And another great save from Zimla. If Zimla doesn't push that one out wide, that's going to end up in the back of the net. Louisville City has to make sure they're aware of where Jennings is on the field at all times and that they have somebody on him and are tighter to him when they get around the goal. We've played 10 minutes in the second half, 1-1. Goals in the first half for Tampa Bay and in the second half for Louisville City. This corner from the far side, the Tampa Bay left. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Hilton. Here it comes high into the air and is easily caught by Zimla just in front of his goal in the six-yard box. No one around him. He uh, just comfortably jumped up and caught it. Really nicely done from Zimla. He stepped it up and there commanding his box, not allowing Tampa to be able to get on the end of it whatsoever. Here comes Louisville wide left with Brian Ombi in the attacking half. Backward to Wes Sharpie, playing it left back tonight as Wes. Dribbles infield, now plays it backward to the left center back, Kyle Adams. And the defensive half now across to Tosh on the ground. Tosh the right center back on the ground, forward on the inside right. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez brings it down. Gonzalez plays it back to Tosh. Tosh picks up his head, hits it into the air to the far sideline to Ray Serrano. A couple of green jerseys around Serrano. Serrano goes down, it's a foul. And a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the attacking half, about 15, 20 yards past midfield on that far sideline. That's the Louisville City right. Yeah, and it's absolutely a foul. The Armin comes in really strong on Serrano from behind and takes him out. It's the exact same thing that Louisville City has been doing to his players. That's why I always think it's funny when players try to argue that it's not a foul, and it's like, but your team's been doing the same thing. Regardless, it's a foul and sets up a nice set piece for Ray Serrano to whip a ball into the box. It is Serrano, as Casey said, to put the ball into the box here. He's standing with his hands on his hips. A number of players in white jerseys lining up at the top of the box to make runs in toward uh, uh, Sparrow's goal here. Fifth third free kick for Lou City in the 57th minute in a 1-1 game down in St. Petersburg, Florida, home to the Tampa Bay Rowdies at Al Lang Stadium. Here it comes from Ray Serrano, headed out of the box by Tampa Bay, and then the rebound effort is sent well wide of the goal from Louisville City. The initial ball was toward the penalty spot. It was cleared away by Tampa Bay, and then Louisville had the follow-up effort from distance. And it was a little bit of an ambitious shot there from, I think it was Elijah Winder. It's a bouncing ball. He tries to take it off the chest and volley it in. Very, very difficult to do. Tampa Bay with a long ball forward. They have it now with Doherty. 
The right back, he plays it on the ground to Charlie Dennis on the near sideline. Through to Dayon Harris, a good ball. Harris in the box to the penalty spot. Falls to Joshua Perez on his left foot. His shot blocked by Manny Perez, and it goes behind for another Vi-Fi corner. The opportunity was there for Joshua Perez. If he just had a cleaner touch, he would have been able to have a shot on target surely. And he, his weak touch, his poor touch, gave Manny Perez the opportunity to recover, and he had the block. Well, it starts with a beautiful through ball from Charlie Dennis to release Harris there, and Harris does it well to get his head up and find Perez there on the back side. I think the cross maybe just slightly behind. I think Perez overruns it a little bit and that's what is causing him to have to reach for it. But a really strong opportunity for Tampa Bay. Third corner of the second half for Tampa Bay. Once again, it's Lewis Hilton from the far side. The Tampa left with his right foot high into the air into the six-yard box and it bounces on the ground but it will ultimately bounce behind for a Louisville goal kick. There was one player to aim at in the middle. He went up for the header with two Louisville players around him and none of them touched the ball. And Zimla watched it the whole way, probably a bit nervously, but it bounced behind. It's a goal kick, no harm done. Well, I'm not sure why no one was making the back post run. The back post was so wide open that someone could have pitched a tent there and camped out. If they would have made the run, they would have had a clean look on target. So really poor there from Tampa Bay. Foul against Tampa Bay after Louisville hit the goal kick long. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville, just to the right of the center circle. They take it quickly. Here's Ownby driving down the middle with the ball at his feet, working his way towards the box. Wide left it goes to West Sharp. He returns it to Ownby on the inside left. Ownby spins and plays it backward on the ground into the center circle. Kyle Adams with it now. The left center back returns it to Ownby. Wide left. Ownby with space to dribble forward at a walking pace, looking to maybe cross it in. Here it is. A good ball toward the back post. The header just wide. A terrific effort there by Elijah Winder at the back post, and he just missed by inches with that looping header on a terrific delivery by Brian Ownby. It remains 1-1, a goal kick to Tampa Bay. Oh, and he barely missed that one. I think just inches if you were standing right there, but a great ball in. Ombi gets his head up and he sees the run. The reason that Winder's able to make this run is he's starting it deeper and that's how he's able to get kind of a clean look on it and Armin's trying to track him but just is not in the right position to be able to defend that whatsoever. A great run from Elijah Winder. We've played an hour in this game, 15 minutes in the second half. The score 1-1. Jennings, the goal scorer for Tampa Bay in the first half. Wilson Harris scoring a goal less than a minute into the second half to tie it. Tampa Bay with the ball here along their back line. Plays to uh, Kleeman, I should say. The right center back. Now into Joshua Perez in the attacking half. He drives forward down the middle. Tampa with an attack here. Wide left it goes. Driven across to Cal Jennings, and he redirects it on goal and in. And Tampa Bay has regained the lead. Two goals for Cal Jennings, and this one was a center forwards finish if there ever was one. A low driven delivery on the ground to Jennings at the near post. He stuck out, I believe, his right foot just to redirect the ball, and it's passed Zimla into the back of the net. And with 30 minutes to play, Tampa Bay regains the lead at two goals to one. And this is why those low-driven crosses are my favorite types of crosses. It's just a beautiful inside of the football, kind of between the back line and the goalkeeper, where neither one really knows who to go for it. And Cal Jennings just makes a gorgeous run to the near post, gets the inside of his foot on, and just need it. all it needs is a redirection. No power, doesn't need anything else but just redirection. He does it beautifully. Nothing that Zimla could do. 
and honestly, not really the best marking again in the box from Louisville City, but a great, great goal for Cal Jennings. Just a goal scorer's finish if there ever Absolutely. was one there for Jennings. With his weaker foot as well, just redirected it, popped it into the air. Zimla didn't even make a dive at it. It was so far from him. And Jennings with two goals for Tampa Bay, and they have the lead once again. Again, in this battle of two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, Tampa Bay in second, Louisville in fourth, entering the weekend's action. And what could be a playoff preview? Louisville trying to answer back quickly. Harris is shot right into the goalkeeper's fists. He knocks it away. Harris picks up the rebound, trying to dribble into the box, into a crowd of golden white jerseys, golden uh, green jerseys, I should say. Ekra takes it away. He hits it long, brought down by Dennis, and Tampa Bay takes over. Harris, though, immediately from the kickoff with that opportunity, Casey. Well, in a golden chance, I think Harris has to do better with that when he hits it right at Sparrow. Harris is wide open right outside the six-yard box. All he has to do is pass it to his side, and it's going to be in the back of the net. It's Sparrow with the ball right now for Tampa Bay in his box, just outside of the six-yard box, standing, waiting for someone to run at him. He gives the pass up here to Forrest Lasso. Lasso hits it long toward the far sideline where it's brought down in play. And Tampa will have the ball near midfield as we get a look at the replay here. Harris just hit it right at the goalkeeper. And while we were looking at the replay, Louisville takes the ball back. Gibson who came in at halftime, takes the ball away, plays it back to Adams. Now Tosh at midfield. Tosh dribbling into the attacking half, plays it forward, and Tampa Bay takes it over, takes it away. Here they come with Dennis into the attacking half, the left-footed player on the ground to Deion Harris with time and space, driving in towards the Louisville box, plays it into Jennings. Jennings on his left foot, his shot blocked. It'll come out of the box to Elijah Winder. He touches it to Brian Ombi, and here comes Louisville trying to tie the game again. Ombi to Serrano, a little bit of a loose ball. Serrano did well to keep it alive. Back to Perez, returns it to Serrano, still in the Louisville half. He dribbles forward, now veers around, plays it wide right to Manny Perez, looking to play a long ball. Still Perez dancing on the ball now with the defender Joshua Perez in his face. Perez, Manny Perez dribbles around him, gets into the attacking half. Plays it wide right to Ownby. Ownby a ball through, blocked out of, out, out of play. And it's out for a Tampa Bay, uh, beg your pardon, a Louisville City throw on the far side of the right. Manny Perez does so well there to be able to maintain possession and dribble out of the pressure that he had. He didn't have any other passing options. Gibson was trying to check in, but Winder was pushing high, and Gonzalez was kind of just hanging out in the middle of the field. So not enough movement between the middle three players to create options to help build out of the back. From the fifth third free kick, it's Louisville City possession. Tosh through to Wilson Harris on the inside right. He dribbles through a couple of challenges, tried to play it through to a teammate, I believe Serrano, and Serrano might have been in an offside position. He just sort of veered away from the ball and rolls to the goalkeeper. Sparrow, Tampa Bay takes over. We're in the 65th minute now. Louisville City trailing Tampa Bay here 2-1. to one. Two goals we've seen in the second half, a goal either way. Louisville tied it less than a minute in. Tampa took the lead back just a few minutes ago. Still with Tampa with Jan Ekra in the defensive half. Ekra clips the ball into the air to the near side where it's brought down by the center back. That's Freddie Kleeman. Kleeman to the near side to Doherty. Doherty plays it on the ground forward to Dayon Harris. They're in the attacking half now, Tampa Bay. Harris trying to return it to Doherty. Doherty was late to react. He now gives chase, and he's able to beat Elijah Winder to the ball. Good effort there by Doherty. Winder fell asleep. Doherty gives it back to Harris. Now Lewis Hilton in the midfield. Hilton across to Jan Ekra. Ekra standing on the ball in the attacking half. Plays it wide left to Armin. Armin back to Ekra. Now to just the right of the center circle, it's Kleeman. Kleeman plays it forward to Hilton. Louisville sitting back defensively right now, and Tampa Bay patiently knocking the ball around. Hilton at the center circle goes back to Forrest Lasso in the defensive half now. 
Tampa is just going to be perfectly happy with working the ball side to side, trying to see if they can eat time off the clock and see if they can get Lucity moving and not let Lucity be on the ball there. Here's Armin with a cross in towards Cal Jennings. He was open between the two center backs, and he just headed it down. Couldn't get it on target. And Zimla, scrambling off of his line, will claim the ball with his feet. But Cal Jennings was open there between Louisville City center backs, and he just missed a hat trick with that header. Somebody just needs to be glued to him because how he's getting so wide open is beyond me. He has two goals so far, so he should be the number one person that you're looking for, and he should not be able to have a clean header inside the box. The only reason that doesn't end up in the back of the net is because the service was a little bit too high for him to really get any sort of redirective power on it, but really, you have to know where he is on the field. 24 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the game. Louisville trailing 2-1. to one. They have the ball with Sharpie in the attacking half. Into the defensive half now, they're just around the midfield stripe. It's Adams returns it to Sharpie, playing it left back tonight into the middle of the field to Gibson. He turns on the ball, plays it to the right of the center circle to Tosh. Tosh picks up his head. A ball in the air down the far sideline. Manny Perez making a run forward. It's hooked out of play by Joshua Perez of Tampa Bay. It's a Louisville City throw on the far side. The right in the attacking final third. Louisville City needs to see if they can push kind of some numbers into the box and lock Tampa into this area. See if they can begin to get a little bit more offense going. We're going to have some subs here for Louisville City looking to change the narrative of the game again. Jorge Gonzalez is going to come out. He's going to be replaced by Dylan Maris. And then Martin Powell's fresh off of scoring his first ever Louisville City goal last week. It proved to be the winner against Colorado Springs. He's going to check in here as well, I would imagine, for potentially... It's for Ray Serrano, I believe, yeah, is what I think they you're were right. saying. So Mara's on, Powell's on, Gonzalez and Serrano both off. Those substitutions brought to you by Fortna in the 68th minute. I'm excited to see what Powell's is going to do. I'm hoping they're going to push him up and go for a little more of a two-front with him and Harris up top and allow him to stay a little more centrally. And fresh into the game, Dylan Maris had a hit from just at the top of the box, and he really mishit it with his left foot. Throw came into Powell's. Powell's headed it backward to Maris. He tried to hit it out of the air, and it's just a glancing shot. Goes well wide of goal so far wide, in fact, that it's past the near sideline for a throw to Tampa Bay here, and that'll end that attack for Louisville City. And Louisville City going to have a little different look. Dylan Maris will slide into the middle of the field and kind of fill that midfield role that Gonzalez had dropped into. Powell's, I'm pretty sure, will either stay maybe a little more wider, but I also think he's going to cheat inside a little bit, which is open up space for Perez to be able to make those runs in behind on that right side. Throw for Tampa Bay here in their defensive half still. Moving into the 69th minute of this game. A lot on the line tonight. Tampa Bay trying to knock on the door first place. Pittsburgh currently occupying that spot. Again, these teams will meet once again. It'll be the season finale in mid-October at Lynn Family Stadium in this rivalry. The USL backloading the schedule with these two. Back and forth, possession goes. Louisville City takes over in the attacking half. Powell's brings it down. Here's Maris, top of the box. A chance potentially for Louisville City. Maris dribbling toward the near side. Goes through the box and out of it now toward the near sideline. Still, Dylan, Dylan Maris has it. Spins around a couple of challenges. Goes to Gibson. Wide left. It goes to Sharpie. Now Brian Ombi wide left. Left foot across for Ombi. A decent one into the six-yard box. Headed out by Tampa Bay. Ombi trying to get on the second ball. No foul as a challenge came in through him. And Tampa Bay takes over. Here's Cal Jennings, who scored twice tonight. Head full of steam into the attacking half. Moving from the middle of the field wide left. Now he slows it down under a challenge from Tyler Gibson and goes back 
to Armin, and Tampa Bay will have the ball along the back line. Good decision there by Jennings to pull the ball back. He may have had numbers going forward, but in this point, you have to know time and score, and by pulling it back and keeping possession by, of the ball is more beneficial than trying to push forward and then potentially losing the ball and turning it over and beginning to defend again. 21 minutes to go in the game. Tampa Bay in front 2-1 to one over Louisville City. Tampa's goalkeeper Sparrow hits it into the middle of the field. Dennis brings it down. They're in the defensive half. Dennis dribbles around Elijah Winder. Still it goes on. Charlie Dennis past Martin Powell's Powell's late with a challenge. No foul call. Dennis goes to the ground, slams his fist into the turf out of frustration. Here comes Louisville City. Martin Powell's with it on the right side. Dribbles around one challenge. Still Powell's with it, and then Ecker slides over to knock it off of Powell's feet and end that counterattack opportunity for Lou City. The ref has definitely let them play a little bit more in this second half than they did in the first half. In the first half, that would have been called as a foul, so I think Dennis has a right to kind of be a little bit upset with that one. Ekra played it into the middle to Lewis Hilton. He'll switch fields. A long ball into the air to the near sideline. Dayon Harris. Through it goes from Harris to Doherty. Doherty lost control of the ball just for a moment, and Kyle Adams stepped in to win it back for Lou City. 20 minutes to go in this game. Lou City looking to come from behind for a second time right now as they trail it 2-1. to one. Sharpie in the defensive half. Now Adams, the left center back, on the ground in the middle of the field. Elijah Winder dropping deep. <clears throat> Winder wide right it goes to Manny Perez. And now Sean Tosh along the back line here for Lou City. Lou City just perfectly happy right now with working it side to side, and that's not okay. They have to see if they can push forward a bit more, see if they can lock the ball in their offensive half. Lou City coming forward. Manny Perez outside of the box into Powell's. He's wide open in the box. Maybe a chance to shoot. Gives it up to Maris, and Maris's effort is saved by the goalkeeper Sparrow. Not necessarily powerfully hit. Dylan Maris sort of had to sprawl out with his legs to make contact on it. Just redirected it toward goal, and it's an easy save in the end for Sparrow. But a good opportunity, a good attack for Lou City there. Well, I don't know why Powell's didn't try to take that himself there, and I think Maris thought that he was going to take it himself, and that's why he was a little bit hesitant and kind of stopped his run. I'm not saying that he should have or not, but I, I do think Powell's potentially could have had a look on target there. We've had 24 shots in the game. Lou City with 13 of them. Four of the Louisville City 13 shots have been on target. Six of the Tampa Bay 11 shots have been on target, including their two goals. Tampa Bay still with the possession advantage, 57%. And we have a foul here and another booking. Elijah Winder showing a world of beer yellow card for a foul on Joshua Perez. So yet another Louisville City player booked in this game. That'll be the fourth Louisville City player to go into the book of Elegio Araguin, the referee tonight. And it was... I. I don't know if it was necessarily a foul on the ball. It was hard to see. It looked like it happened off the ball. Here we'll get another look at it. And it looks like Perez just kind of runs into Winder. And I I mean, maybe it's a foul. I don't know if it's a yellow card. The ball wasn't even really necessarily coming towards him. The ball is out on the wing. And so, again, it's really hard to see and not sure if it was yellow card worthy. But not, not I don't know. sure either, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 two or three now of the yellow cards he's given that I'm questioning whether they were worthy of yellow cards. 18 minutes to go. Free kick for Tampa Bay. They work it around their back line. They hit with the right back Doherty into Dayon Harris trying to combine with Doherty. Cut out there by Louisville City's Tyler Gibson. And the boys in purple take over. It's Maris wide right. It goes to Manny Perez in the defensive half working forward. Now he goes backwards to Tosh under pressure from Cal Jennings. Tosh does really well physically to just bounce off of that challenge and keep the ball. He 
plays it across to Kyle Adams into the center circle. Tyler Gibson now dribbles into the attacking half. Still Gibson going forward. He's looking wide right. Plays it there to Manny Perez. Perez on the far sideline. Through it goes on the ground to Martin Powell's on the inline. Turns toward the corner flag. Now faces forward. Powell's looking to cross. Dribbles toward the top of the box. Drops it off to Manny Perez. Here's Perez's cross looking for, I believe, Ownby at the top. It was intercepted there by Jan Ekra of Tampa Bay. And here come the Rowdies forward. Ekra through to Cal Jennings in the center circle. Jennings turns under a few challenges, around a few challenges rather. Tried to play it through to Charlie Dennis. Too far out in front. Recovered by Lou City, and Louisville takes over. Here's Dylan Maris driving through. Maris continues his run. Top of the box now. Trying to slip it through to Elijah Winder. Cut out by Forrest Lasso. He clears it wide left for a Louisville throw. The numbers are there in the box. The numbers are there going forward. Lucid just isn't able to capitalize on the number advantage that they have. They can't get the services into the box. The services are too low. The services are too far. They can't get the timing of their runs correct. The numbers are there. They just have to be sharper in the execution of it. Louisville with the ball once again with just over 15, actually just over 16 minutes to go in the game. They've got it with Tosh, 10 yards past midfield, into the attack. Middle of the field, Tosh goes. Drops it off backward to Kyle Adams. He's he's also in the attacking half of things. Adams dribbles forward, plays it back to Tosh, who's retreated to the center circle. Tosh forward to Ownby, who's playing in the middle of the field. Now Adams to the left of the center circle. Louisville just patiently knocking it around. Ownby's now moved wide left. He has it. Turns forward. Dribbles forward. Down the inside left channel. Working his way toward the box at a jogging pace. Mare is middle of the field, 30 yards away. Plays it across the field to the right to Manny Perez. An opportunity to put in a cross maybe. Manny dribbles in. Still Manny goes on his left foot. Back to his right foot. Tried to get toward the end line. Cut out there by Joshua Perez who takes it away for Tampa Bay. He goes back to Armin. Armin under pressure. His clearance deflected high into the air into the stands. And it's going to be a Tampa Bay throw on the far side to the left. Joshua Perez has done really well on the defensive side of things. Not many forwards like to drop back, especially as as deep as he's having to drop back to defend Manny Perez. But I think he's done very well with being patient. And the timing of his challenges has been good. Quarter of an hour to go. Tampa Bay in front, two to one. Tampa's throw comes in to Jan Ekra with a defender on his back. He plays it wide right to Doherty. Doherty touches it forward. Doherty in a second stint with Tampa Bay. Plays it forward to Harris. Returns it to Doherty. Now he goes back along the back line to Kleeman. Kleeman in the middle of the field to Hilton. Back to Kleeman. Now Sparrow. Tampa Bay just knocking it around the back here. Louisville chasing the ball around, trying to win it back. Forward on the ground. It goes from Lasso to Perez. Intercepted by Manny Perez. Those two Perezes have battled quite a bit tonight. And Manny draws a foul. Fifth third free kick taken quickly. Here comes Lou City. Ownby trying to slip it through to Mares. Deflected. Sharpie onto it now. Just outside of the box on the left side. Sharpie circling around. Plays it backward to Gibson. Gibson with a poor pass. Thought he had a teammate behind him. No one was there. And it's intercepted and taken away by Charlie Dennis of Tampa Bay. Very uncharacteristic of Tyler Gibson, but not the area you want to give the ball in, especially as your team is trying to push numbers to get forward and build an attack. Louisville's able to recover and win the ball back. Martin Powell's picking up a loose ball. Here comes Louisville with Tosh. Now Sharpie into the attacking half. Trying to tie the game here with 14 minutes to go. It's Ownby outside of the box on the left side. Gets to the end line. Left-footed cross blocked on its way through. It'll stay in play. And Tampa Bay able to come away with it. Dennis brings the ball down outside of the box. He plays it on the ground to Hilton. Actually, that's Joshua Perez. Forward to Cal Jennings. Dribbles around a challenge of Kyle Adams. Adams with a tug of the jersey. Jennings goes down, and it's another booking and a foul. World of Beer yellow card immediately out of the pocket of Aragin, the referee. And it's shown to Kyle Adams. So another Louisville City player in the book. 
And Adams knew that was going to be a yellow card because it was a professional foul, just trying to slow down Cal Jennings because Jennings had a great turn and was on the break. So you have to foul there to slow down to allow your teammates to get back. But again, Louisville City needs to be sharper when they get in the final third because when they turn the ball over, Tampa Bay is able to release and transition very quickly. They have to see if they can hold on to it a little bit better there in their final third. 13 minutes to go. It'll be a Tampa Bay free kick in the center circle at the midfield stripe. Cal Jennings, the player that was fouled, has scored twice tonight. His 13th and 14th goals of the season. Lasso to take the free kick. He hits it backward to Kleeman. Center back to center back there. Now back to Lasso. He returns it all the way backward to the goalkeeper, Sparrow. Sparrow in the D of his penalty area, hits it long, down the middle, looking for Jennings, over his head, headed out of the way by Tosh, picked up now, actually this is Jennings who picked it up, Jennings on his right foot has a hit from distance, it's deflected high into the air, and it's going to be a corner, as it went well over the bar and into the stands behind Oliver Zimla's goal, Cal Jennings looks full of confidence right now, you can understand why, and it's going to be a corner to Tampa Bay on the near side, the Tampa Bay right. He is absolutely going for that hat trick, but I think that was the best dealt with there by Lou City, making sure that they didn't really allow him to have a clean look on target. Going to have three substitutions here for Tampa Bay. Joshua Perez, one of them. And a couple of these substitutions are considered attacking in style. It's going to be Ariel Martinez, a 37-year-old Cuban striker, to come on. Also, J.J. Williams, a USL veteran at with 10 goals this year. Williams, a native of New Mexico. He scored 16 goals in his... Uh, I beg your pardon, he scored 34 goals in his five-year USL career. And then there's also a third substitution in the works here for Tampa Bay. They're certainly taking their time coming off the field, the Rowdies, who are being subbed for. Dennis is coming off among the subs. And it'll be Dennis on our off for Martinez. Again, Martinez, a 37-year-old, playing in his first year with Tampa Bay, his fourth year in the USL. He played 10 years in his native Cuba before coming to the United States. Previously played for a bunch of teams in the USL, Charleston, Miami, FC Tulsa, and Hartford most recently. We'll confirm all the substitutions here in a moment. There were three of them. Still haven't identified the third player to come on for Tampa Bay. It's going to be a corner here from the near side of the right for Hilton. Hilton swings it into the box, headed out of the six-yard box by Manny Perez, and then hooked forward by uh, Louisville City to get it out of danger. Comes all the way to midfield. It's Jake LaCava who came on. That's the third substitution for Tampa Bay as they finally flash it on the screen there, Casey, trying to be super helpful. I appreciate you. LaCava, a very talented player in his second season with Tampa Bay, his second stint with Tampa Bay. He played part-time for them last year on loan from the New York Red Bulls. He's back with them on loan this time from Inter-Miami. So LaCava, Williams, and Martinez all on for Tampa Bay with 10 minutes to go. All three of those substitutions, all of them attacking players, by the way, brought to you by Fortna. Well, and something else to note, Tampa Bay is now out of substitutions. They had two windows and two substitutions that they had to use because of injury, and so they are now completely out of substitutions. So unless it is for a head injury, Tampa Bay will have to play a man down if some player has to go off injured or for any reason. 10 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Louisville trailing 2-1. One to Tampa Bay here, and a foul against Louisville once again is going to give Tampa Bay a free kick in the Tampa Bay attacking half about 10, 15 yards from the corner of the penalty area toward the far sideline. 
about eight yards in from that far sideline. So this will be an opportunity for Tampa to work a set piece, put something into the box, see if they can find a third goal and what might be a cementing victory goal if they can score here. Two players standing over it, and now one of the two players jogging off of it. So it'll be one player to take it for Tampa Bay, a left-footed option. It is Jake Arman. Here it comes, high into the air, into the box, headed on toward goal and just wide. On the end of it there was, I believe, LaCava, who just checked into the game, and they say the referee does that it took a deflection. So it's going to be a corner kick here for Tampa Bay. As we get a look at the replay here, it was deflected by Manny Perez on the header by the Tampa Bay player. So a corner for Tampa Bay from the near side the right now. Great ball in, and how he's able to get that header off with three defenders around him is just unheard of, but nicely defended there by Lou City, and they're going to have to do it again here on this next set piece. Going to be an outswinging ball off the right foot of Hilton from the near side. Here it comes from Hilton, high into the air to the back post. Headed up into the air by Tosh. Still loose in the box as it comes down. First two, it is Tyler Gibson. He collides with Hilton. Now it's Deion Harris on the ball, dribbling with tons of energy. Harris, though, gives it away. Ownby intercepts, and maybe Louisville can break here. Ownby with Harris with him. Ownby continues on, and then Martinez, tracking back, just takes it off the feet of Ownby, who slides in to try and win the ball back. Loose ball picked up by Harris, and Tampa Bay is able to recover. Louisville surely looked like they were going to be able to break there with Ownby, one of their fastest players on the field, heading with the ball at his feet. It's out for a throw here to Louisville. Martinez claiming there should have been a foul against Sharpie as tempers start to rise a little bit. But back to that break, Casey. Just so unfortunate, though, for Brian Ombi as he's making the run going forward. It looks like the ball gets caught underneath his feet ever so slightly. And so that's what allows the defender to be able to catch up with Brian Ombi. He had Wilson Harris making the run, but there was no one else really pushing forward to help support that. And so I think if... They were if Brian Omi was able to release it maybe just a little bit quicker than he might have been able to continue the run going forward. And Martinez actually was called for a foul. So it's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City with seven minutes to go and change plus stoppage time. And there has been a sub here for Louisville City. We saw it from a long distance across the field. No idea who was actually coming in or coming out. We'll try and get confirmation of that as soon as we can. It's Niall McCabe coming into the game, replacing Manny Perez. So a midfielder on for the fullback. Danny Cruz trying to unload his options off the bench to try and bring Louisville back from behind. They trail 2-1 to one here with seven minutes. McCabe on, Perez off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. Ball went out for a goal kick to Tampa Bay while we were describing that substitution. Also, Lou City's final sub as well. They've used all their substitutes. And I think what's going to happen with this sub is that they're going to go into that three-back uh, three center backs with Adams, Tosh, and West Sharpie sliding over, and McCabe's going to push a little bit higher as as well as maybe having Winder pop out more in a wide position. Louisville wins the ball back after it was hit long by Tampa Bay. It is McCabe on the far sideline. He hits it long into the attacking half. It's headed up into the air by Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay takes over. They swing it to Doherty on the near sideline with just over six minutes to go in the game plus stoppage time. Feels like there's a goal left in this, Casey. If either team can find themselves in an opportunity to score, feels maybe, though, that Tampa is the more likely to score right now. They've had all the better chances over the last 20 minutes, really. Yeah, I definitely think there could still be a goal left in this one, but I do agree. I think given the way it's been going the past few minutes, it will be Tampa. Ball over the top for Tampa Bay. LaCava giving chase. He can't get there. Zimla off of his line to knock it aside. And Louisville takes over. 
Precious few opportunities to get the ball forward now for Louisville City. They've got to take advantage when they do have the ball. On the far sideline, it's McCabe. Forward it goes to Dylan Maris. Now to Ownby trying to send it on through to Maris, who continued his run. He couldn't catch up to it. It's cleared away by Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay all the way to Zimla for Louisville City at the back. And he plays it forward to Kyle Adams. Now in the center circle, it's Gibson, defensive side of it. Back to Adams. Forward on the near sideline is Wes Sharpie. On his right foot, Sharpie clips it high into the air down the middle toward Ownby. Battle in the air between Ownby and a Tampa Bay player. Lasso, Lasso wins the header. Martinez brings it down. The 37-year-old in the center circle. Hilton returns it to him. Now Martinez back to Hilton. Lasso along the back line. Jan Ekra to the left of the center circle now as Tampa comes forward. Ekra through to J.J. Williams. as the offside flag go up? It does. Williams was about five yards offside. And Louisville will take over on this fifth-third free kick with just under five minutes to go. Nicely done by the back line of Lucy to hold that line and stay higher up the field, forcing Williams to be offsides instead of trying to drop and track the runner, which is so tempting to do. But Louisville City is going to have to begin to get some sort of momentum going as just seconds are ticking away. And a yellow card shown to J.J. Williams for wasting time. After the flag went up, he knocked it behind, just trying to put the ball away from anybody. And the referee alert to it gives him a world of beer yellow card. I appreciate that, though, and I think more refs need to do that for time-wasting because so many players do that and get away with it. Here's Harris in the box for Louisville on the left side. Harris trying to cut it back to his right foot. Doherty comes in with the challenge. He knocks it behind. It's going to be a Vi-Fi corner for Lou City. Four minutes to go. Lou City trailing 2-1. to one. They scored about a minute into the second half to tie it at 1-1, then gave up a second goal to Cal Jennings about 15 or 20 minutes later, and now they have an opportunity to try and tie it late from the corner kick. It'll come from the near side, the Louisville City left. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Dylan Maris, who raises his arm into the air. Here it comes. Hit into the air to the back post headed high into the air by a Tampa Bay player and behind it'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Lou City. Good ball to the back post. Definitely looking to find Martin Powells, who is on that back post. Tampa Bay does really well, though, to head that away to safety. A good service in, though, from Dylan Maris. Maris, again with his right foot, places the ball down by the corner flag. Three and a half minutes to go. Here it comes high into the air to the back post once again. It bounces over everyone. Wilson Harris trying to keep it in play. He can't do it. It's a goal kick to Tampa Bay. And that one, he just got a little bit too underneath it. Tried to loft it too much to the back post. I think he needed to drive through it a bit more. So that'll be all it would take was a slight deflection to be able to end up in the back of the net. But Louisville City trying to get those numbers where they have to see if they can lock it into the box and lock it into the final third. Tampa Bay right now probably happy to... Watch the clock tick away. They've got it on the near side with Doherty in the defensive half. He hits it long down the near sideline into the Louisville half, chested down by Adams. He just hits it forward. Powell's giving chase. Powell's with a forearm shove into the back of Doherty, and the referee calls a foul there on Martin Powell's, I believe. Doherty down in a heap injured. Powell's with just a little bit of a too physical effort there trying to battle for the ball for his team with two and a half minutes to go. Well, a lot of times the players think that there was a foul at first, and so then they retaliate with some stronger contact, and then that's the foul that ends up getting called. It's the second foul. And I I think Powell's thought that Doherty was pushing him a little bit in the back, and then because he extends his arm and throws it, it's always going to be a foul against Powell's. Tampa Bay in front by a goal, 2-1, to one, with two minutes to go, plus stoppage time. After that foul against Powell's, Tampa with a free kick. They knock it along the back line, then hit it long down the far sideline. 
Williams brings it down. Actually, that's LaCava. Now it's Williams. Middle of the field, Martinez, 25 yards away. Faked a shot on his left, cuts it back to his right, and has a hit from distance. It was not that bad of an effort, but it is well off target in the end behind for a goal kick to Lou City. No, really not a bad effort whatsoever, but Martinez just doesn't strike through the ball enough to keep it down on the ground. He gets underneath it and lifts it too much, which is why it goes over the goal. Ball forward for own beat of chase, but he's not going to be able to get there. It rolls behind for a Tampa Bay goal kick. Louisville running out of time, and you can understand running out of patience as well. They're hitting it forward at every opportunity, and that time even the speedy Brian Ownby couldn't catch up to the ball. Yeah, it's just maybe a little bit too direct, or if you're going to play that way, you, again, you have to texture the ball a little bit, put some backspin on it so it's going to slow up and allow your teammates to be able to get on the end of it. But they're bypassing the midfield a little bit too much. So many of their strong chances have come through their build-up play. Foul in the center circle against Tampa Bay's J.J. Williams, giving Louisville City a fifth-third free kick as Tosh drew the foul. Those two players, Tosh and Williams, went up for a ball in the air, and Tosh was undermined a little bit. Foul against Williams, fifth-third free kick to Lou City. Again, with precious seconds left, everybody forward. Zimla is going to take the free kick here, even though it's in the center circle. With under a minute to go plus stoppage time, Zimla on the ground to Kyle Adams. The left-footed player hits it with his left foot on the long diagonal, switching fields. Ownby redirects his header, and it's all the way toward goal, chested down by Sparrow. He's not even used his hands yet. He's just trying to kill time. He dribbles to the end line and now falls on the ball as Elijah Winder ran over to try and win the ball back. And I think regardless, it would have been an offsides call. I think a player started in an offside position, um, even if Sparrow didn't get on the end of it. So again, Louisville City, just attention to details there. Sparrow hits along on the punt into the attacking half where it's headed away by Adams. Louisville takes over again. Here comes Tyler Gibson into the attack. Gibson through to Wilson Harris, left of the box, just outside of it. And then the offside flag goes up against Wilson Harris to end the attack, giving Tampa a, a free kick here. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee is at a minimum of four minutes to the game. Four minutes for Lucity to find a tying goal here. They trail it 2-1. to one. And Wilson Harris is absolutely offside. I think he didn't think he was because when he makes the run, he is onside. But then Forrest Lasso at the last second steps up right before the ball is played, and Wilson Harris is offside every time with that one, and they, it was an easy, easy call for the referee. Sparrow, the goalkeeper, takes the free kick, hits it long. One in the air by Ownby into the center circle. Acra brings it down for Tampa Bay, defended closely by Maris. Maris called for a foul for holding Acra back. It'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay, just to the left of the center circle in the Louisville half. And Louisville City has got to limit the number of fouls they give up in these final three minutes because that just allows Tampa Bay to eat time off the clock, and that is the last thing you need. 31 combined fouls. That might have been the 32nd. If it was, 18 of the 32 combined fouls called against Louisville City. Free kick taken by Lasso. to Kleeman, the center back. He clips it forward to Harris. Martinez returns it to Harris, trying to find J.J. Williams. Not an accurate pass, and Louisville takes over. Precious little time left for Louisville to find a tying goal. They've got it with Elijah Winder in the attacking half. Wide left it goes to Powell's, and Powell's tried to let it roll past him to turn against a defender and let it roll over the sideline and out for a Tampa Bay throw. Powell's just has to be more aware of where he is on the field and understand the speed of the ball there because if he's able to kind of shield it and then play it down the line, he had Elijah Winder making a run down that left side and was wide open getting him behind going to be Doherty to take the throw. It comes into Williams. He had a loose touch, though. Gives it away to Louisville City. Here's Powell's middle of the field, 40 yards away. Through to Ownby, and Ownby couldn't control it. Cleared away by Tampa Bay from right behind him. That clearance falls to Tosh, though, at the center circle. 
Tosh walks it into the attacking half, plays it to Gibson on the inside right. Wide right it goes now to Niall McCabe. Trying to find the ball after he couldn't control it. McCabe, it's cleared away by Tampa Bay all the way into the Louisville half. Zimla, 30 yards out of his box to bring it down. Williams up for pressure. Zimla gets the pass away, but gives it away. Deion Harris steps in. Really heavy touch from Harris, though. Gives it back to Louisville City with Kyle Adams along the back line. A minute and a half to go of the minimum four in stoppage time, and Louisville trails it by two goals to one to Tampa Bay, the second-place team in the league, the Eastern Conference, I should say. Louisville in fourth place right now in the East. It's McCabe with it in the attacking half. Wide right to Ownby. Ownby puts the ball in towards Powell's, hooked away by Tampa Bay. It'll go to the far sideline where McCabe tried to bring it down, couldn't do it. It's out off of his toes for a Tampa Bay throw. And Ownby's services into the box just hasn't been good enough. It's a little bit behind the players. They've been playing too high, too far. And it's just been frustrating offensively for Louisville City because they have the numbers in the box. They've been creating the chances going forward, but they just have it. The execution just hasn't been there for them today. Under a minute to go. Louisville back with the ball. It's Sharpie into the attacking half. Middle of the field, it goes to Maris. Held it up well, drops it off to Gibson. He's in the defensive half just near midfield to Tosh under pressure from Ekra. Tosh has to hit it into the uh, toward the far sideline where it's brought down nicely there by Niall McCabe. A couple of step, uh, steps on the ball to keep control. Here's Ownby across into the box toward Powell's. Bounces loose in the six-yard box. Harris will keep it alive on the end line. Harris drifting to the near side of the box. Tried to dribble around Doherty. Doherty touched it behind. No, he didn't. It's a goal kick. Thought Doherty had a touch there, but he did not. So a goal kick here to Tampa Bay, and that might be the final opportunity of the game for Louisville City to get forward. His teammates coming over to congratulate Doherty for that defensive effort as the clock ticks past the 93-55 mark. This goal kick might be the final kick of the game. We're past the four minutes of stoppage time as the goalkeeper Sparrow approaches this goal kick. Hits it high into the air, across midfield, and that's it. The referee blows his whistle to end the game. Cal Jennings with a goal in the first half, and he added a second in the second half to give Tampa Bay a victory over Louisville City. And despite a strong effort for long stretches, Louisville City goes down in defeat to their rivals, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, in the first meeting of the season between these two. Let's head to the post-game show. The final score, Tampa Bay 2, Louisville City 1. The two-game winning streak over for the boys in purple. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN 680 and 105.7. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, when you woke up this morning, you were probably optimistic that this would be a day to remember as a Louisville soccer fan. We had Racing Louisville in the Challenge Cup final this afternoon. We had Louisville City on the road against their bitter rivals, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, with an opportunity to get points off of a team in front of them in the standings and maybe move up in the Eastern Conference pecking order. Neither game went the way that Louisville fans would have wanted it to. Racing goes down in the Challenge Cup this afternoon, 2 to nothing to North Carolina. And in our game that we're bringing to you here, Louisville City goes down to Tampa, Florida, ties it after halftime at one apiece, but then concedes a second goal to Cal Jennings. And they lose to the Rowdies by a final score of 2-1. to one. With that, we welcome you in to tonight's Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. That final score of two goals to one in favor of Tampa Bay brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here and Zach Cantrell, our producer, who we appreciate so very much. 
Casey, just not uh, not the game Louisville City wanted. I mean, there were moments where they looked good, right? They come out firing in the first half, dominated the first 20 minutes of the game, had a number of shots. They outshot Tampa Bay. I think it might have even been 7 nothing at one point in terms of shots before Tampa got their first effort. Um, Tampa was able to to score first through Cal Jennings. They go to halftime, one to nothing in the lead. Then similar to the first half, Louisville comes out of the locker room firing again. They score inside the opening minute of the second half. They have another really good chance about a moment after that. But then after that, really after that opening foray for Louisville City, they didn't really have a good chance after that. Uh, and Cal Jennings scored two goals tonight for Tampa Bay, the second coming uh, late on in the second half on a really good finish. And Louisville had no answer, and they go down 2-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, the positives, the start of the game was really positive, being able to shut Tampa out and not allow them to have any shots and really control that. And then the way that you started the second half to come out and not even a minute really into the second half, you get an equalizer. But then to give up two goals the way that you did, the first goal just poor marking in the back, poor communication between the back line and the goalkeeper, a poor goal overall to give up that goal. And then the second one, again, leaving the person who is their most dangerous attacking player open in the box and allowing them to make a run to the near post unmarked, no one touching him. Just, again, poor defense. But I I feel like Louisville City looked good at moments, but it wasn't enough for them to be able to win a game, especially against a top-level team. Now, if they're playing a, a team that maybe isn't one or two in the standings, maybe they're a little bit lower down the standings, that performance might have been able to do it for them. It might have been able to get them to win. But we're we're approaching playoff time, and you cannot play for only about 20, 30 minutes of the game and expect to win the game. And I, I just didn't see much going forward. There wasn't a lot of sharpness going forward. They were they were they had the numbers in the box, but they weren't able to do anything with the numbers and then mistiming the passes, misplaying it. It's just too many simple errors at this point in the season that if you're wanting to make the playoffs, if you're wanting to make a run in the playoffs, if you're wanting to play in a championship game, those mistakes are not going to get you there. In terms of statistics from the game, 28 combined shots, 14 apiece, evenly split. Tampa Bay with six of their 14 on target. Louisville City with five of their 14 on target. Tampa Bay had the better possession tonight, 54%. They had the possession lead the entirety of the game. There were nine corners, six for Tampa Bay, three for Louisville City. And the foul total ultimately finished 31 fouls officially, 17 called against Louisville City. A number of bookings as well in this game. In total, there were seven, five shown to Louisville City. All World of Beer yellow cards. Carlos Mogel, Paolo Del Piccolo, Wes Sharpie in the first half. Then in the second half, Elijah Winder and Kyle Adams. The two yellow cards for Tampa Bay shown to Forrest Lasso. And then very late on, J.J. Williams in the 86th minute. The goals tonight... Cal Jennings in the 39th minute on a long ball assist from Aaron Guillen. Louisville City scoring in the 46th minute, literally inside the opening minute of the second half. Wilson Harris scoring that, assisted by Ray Serrano. And then Cal Jennings scoring his second goal, assisted by Jake Arman in the 61st minute. Rounded out the scoring for tonight's game. And again, Tampa Bay takes it by a final score of 2-1. to one. Louisville City now returns home, Casey. Uh, this arduous month of September, they played on the road a couple of times. They'll return home to face San Diego next week, and they will return home as the top team in the Eastern Conference to have yet clinched a playoff berth. They sit fourth place in the live standings right now, even despite the loss. 
But ahead of them, the three teams ahead of them, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and now Charleston, courtesy of a victory tonight for the battery over the San Diego Loyal by a 2 to nothing score. They have also clinched their playoff berth. So Louisville City now nine points back from that top three with six games to go. It's starting to look very likely like Louisville City is going to be fourth place at best in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think just the way that it is lining up, the points are beginning to get out of reach for Louisville City, and they're not getting the results when they need to, and they're running out of time. I mean, they've got, let's see, five games left? Six, six, six games, games left. left. So, I mean, there, there is still time left in the season, but there's some tough opponents, and one of those being Tampa Bay again. again yep. And so... I think fourth is kind of where they're at right now. It might be where we see them stay at the highest possible finish. You just got to hope that they don't drop any more points and the teams below them begin to pick up points. And again, the top four each host a first round playoff game. So getting in fourth place achieves what is right now the goal of the team, and that's to get a home playoff game. But uh, again, a lot of difficult teams coming up on the schedule. San Diego's the next opportunity for Louisville City to play. It's next Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium, a 7.30 kickoff for that game. Head to lucity.com slash tickets to get your seats. San Diego, they are also in fourth place out in the Western Conference. They're even with Louisville City on points at 43 as it stands. So despite that game being at home, we've seen Louisville City drop a number of home games this year. That will be a big challenge against the San Diego Loyal feature. Featuring former Louisville City player Enoch Mushigalusa, by the way. So that's what we have to look forward to tonight. Didn't go Louisville City's way by a final score of 2-1. to one. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll review the other disappointment of the day. That was racing Louisville's Challenge Cup. And we'll wrap a bow on this one as well. It's the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Louisville City goes down in defeat tonight by a final score of 2-1 to one down in St. Petersburg, Florida to the Tampa Bay Rowdies. The Rowdies remain in second place. They're just a point back of Pittsburgh for the, lead, the Eastern Conference lead. Louisville City remains in fourth place. They are nine points back of Charleston for third. Again, the top four get to host a home playoff game come the postseason. It was a rough day for Louisville soccer fans all around because Racing Louisville also fell earlier today in the Challenge Cup final, their first opportunity to compete for a major trophy, and they dropped the game by a final score of 2 to nothing to the North Carolina Courage out in Cary, North Carolina. That's just outside of Raleigh. And uh, again, Casey Whitfield that won't live long in the memory of Racing Louisville fans. There was a two-hour lightning delay Game never really got started for racing. They had a better finish, but by then they were a couple of goals down. But uh, the focus now for racing Louisville, kind of like Louisville City, it's on this home stretch. They have four games left to make sure they get into the playoffs. They're two games out of the playoffs racing Louisville, and they're at home on Friday night to the Houston Dash. Yeah, and I truly believe that two or three of those are absolutely winnable games for them, and the other one or one or two would be a tough battle, but it's, it's still a chance to win, especially the way that they're playing. But I think racing has just grown so much throughout this season. The, the good and bad thing about the NWSL is it's so competitive and so close up at the top that – Anything can happen on any given week, and we kind of saw that last week with top teams dropping points, lower teams being able to get some wins and get in. No one is safe in the NWSL, and so you have to show up and you have to play every single game. And the next most important game is Friday because that's the next one on the schedule. And I think 
the more people we can get out there to support racing, the better. They're playing the Houston Dash, which if people remember Ebony Salmon, she has just been so good for the Houston Dash. And then they are a strong team. I think the the Dash are they're sitting in playoff position, aren't they? They are not. Well, I, I, okay, because they were. I, I got your back. I, I'm going to piggyback a bunch of points you just made. The, the NWSL is so competitive yeah. that you don't know who's in the playoff standings on any given day. I couldn't tell you the top six teams right now. San Diego's in first place. From top to bottom, down in 12th place, that's the last place team in the league, Kansas City, only 11 points. So mathematically, nobody is eliminated from the playoffs yet. And mathematically, if by some miracle things were to to go their way, the last place team right now with four games to go could still win the regular season title, right? I mean, if they win all four of their games, that's 12 points. I guess not. I guess that's not true. It's The point is, it's a very congested and close standings in the NWSL. Houston right now is down in 10th place on 20 points in the standings. That's four fewer than racing Louisville, racing two points out of that sixth spot that Washington currently occupies. And Houston, a team below Louisville in the standings, makes it a winnable game. And you mentioned Ebony Salmon. It's a small correction. It was just announced today she moved back to England. She's going ah, to Aston Villa. Just missed that today. So, so she's she's gone. But still a very talented team. Deanna Ordonez, uh, a superstar in her second year for Houston. That game coming up on Friday night at 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium. It's pretty much must win for Racing Louisville if they want to make the playoffs here in year number three. Head to RacingLouisFC.com slash tickets 502. Lou City is the phone number. Casey, final thought on what we saw from Louisville City tonight. Uh, just a disappointment. Feels like this team can't gather momentum for any kind of long stretches this year. They'll have a couple of wins in a row. They'll follow it up with a loss. They can't really run together a string of four, five, six, seven games unbeaten that often. And the opportunities are starting to dwindle. Six games to go in the regular season for Lou City. Yeah, they haven't been able to put together a string of solid performances. It's like you said, it's like they take a couple of steps forward and they take a couple of steps back. And I think we really saw that today with how they played. They played really well for a little bit and then really poor for the rest of it. And so I think just a little bit frustrating for the fans' point of view because normally this is a time when Things are really clicking. Things are beginning to fall into place, and it just doesn't feel like that's happening right now. And so I think we're going to need to see a lot of changes and a lot of fight in these final six matches if they want to be able to climb up the table at all. Next game for Lou City is a week from tonight, Saturday night, 730 at Lynn Family Stadium, a home game. Go to lucity.com slash tickets 502 Lou City. They take on the San Diego Loyal, two teams that are bound for the playoffs in either conference It'll be a good one. Our coverage will begin at 7.15 here on ESPN 680 and 105.7, as well as the ESPN Louisville app if you can't make it out for that game. But get tickets. LouCity.com slash tickets 502 Lou City. Don't forget Soccer City coming up on Thursday, every Thursday night on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Myself and Benton Newman breaking down all things Louisville City and racing Louisville. That's coming up on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. My thanks to Zach Cantrell, Casey Whitfield, along with me, Jeff Milby. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Despite the loss, hope you enjoy the broadcast. Louisville City, a loser tonight by a final score of 2-1 to to Tampa Bay. We will talk to you down the road. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postgame Show. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? 
the pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. We're looking back at great moments in Cards football history. Brought to you by Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Louisville entered the 2013 Sugar Bowl as a two-touchdown underdog against fourth-ranked Florida. Virtually no one gave them a shot. But Terrell Floyd started making believers out of people on the first play of the game. Tight end read. Motions from right to left. Louisville in a four-man front. They come with a linebacker blitz. Now the snap. Well protected. First play is a pass intercepted. Floyd down the sideline to the 10 to the 5, and a touchdown on the first play of the game. Teddy Bridgewater threw for 266 yards and two touchdowns, and the Cards beat the Gators 33-23. to This great moment in Cards football history is brought to you by Kroger. Fresh for everyone. replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. All the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. You can give it to your girl, share it with a squirrel, buy by the case, pour it in your face. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow. L.A., a new kind of taste. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow. L.A., it's from another place. 